Hey guys, this is Kari Payton. I play King Ezekiel on The Walking Dead and Cyborg and just about everything. You're below the belt. I don't know where I am, but you're below the belt. <laughs> the Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. That's right, guys. We are back for another incredible virtual episode of BTB. Below the belt in the mother effing house. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto. Your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure, guys. We do this out of love. We do this out of passion each and every Wednesday. Um, And um, tonight's no exception. So let's go ahead and introduce the awesome panel. Starting with, that's right, guys, he is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. Well, we say Wednesday, but it's really posted on what, Tuesday? <laughs> like, it's posted when, I, <laughs> when yeah. I can get to it, guys. But so yeah. all the news you're going to hear tonight is going to be old by the time that you hear uh, it. Yeah, no, it. But it'll still be funny. It'll still be funny, though. <laughs> okay. If you want to hear some funny old news. Oh, yeah, just think it's about all... it. It's like uh, it's like before the internet when like you got all your news from like zines and stuff like that for stuff. Yeah, that... what's a zine? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, we meant to say it's like a magazine. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's all about our our, our amazing commentary, of yes, course, our insight, you know? insight and opinions that might differ from yours, but nonetheless. Let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the panel. Guys, he's the man with the calming presence. Let's see, if it's, let's see if it's calming tonight. Um, he is known <laughs> as the Persian Prince of Pop Culture. <laughs> the one and only Mike the General Zod. Hey, hey. Great to be here. It's uh, been, a, uh, been a little bit since I've been here. And always great to see, see such wonderful faces. The... Weather is so amazing outside, so I'm stuck inside my basement with you fuckers. <laughs> you wouldn't have it any other way because Come on, this is the most we... women you ever had in your basement. Right, exactly. <laughs> that was really good. General that, that, aren't, that aren't tied up and like, <laughs> and against their will. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and introduce the lady. The ladies on the panel. <laughs> Starting with, that's right, she is cosplayer extraordinaire. The wonderful, Edward the amazing. Cosplay on the show. 
the best, co- but never played, never wears cosplay in the show. Well, she did one time, one time. We'll give her one time. She's the one and only. Muy caliente, Ana B. I always look forward to being in this show. It's like so Aww. much fun. We're so happy to have you. <laughs> and we had to have back on. What's that? I said, this is her highlight of the week, and I feel sorry for her. Oh. <laughs> it is the highlight of my it week, is? actually. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. I am I so glad to hear that. I laughed way too hard at that. that was <laughs> All right. We had to bring back guys. She's a mem- member of the Blontourage. <laughs> the one and only one of my favorites, Ashley Novak, back on BTB. Ash, good to have you. Hey, yeah, thank you. Ash, you'll be joining us for the first half of the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you sorry. want to talk some Walking Dead with us, so we're going to... Yeah, sorry, I'm good. so lame. I have to go to bed at 10. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. But that's okay. We're, we're, we're happy that you're with us, and uh, it's been a minute uh, since we've had there you, you on. Right, there you go, Al. Right, right. I know, that's funny, because <laughs> a friend of ours posted a meme, throw out an old-school phrase... Uh, word, whatever, that's not used anymore. People are throwing out like trifling and whack. You know, I said on and popping. Chachi chimes in, it's been a minute, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's been, that's been a part of my uh, catchphrase every time uh, <laughs> every, for many, many episodes of BTB yes. if we have a returning guest co-host that hasn't been on in a while. And, yeah. So it did has been a minute. Say, it's all safe. Did anyone say see you when I see you? I used to say that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you did. What, when you're swinging around your um, pocket watch? Exactly. <laughs> see you when I see you. See you when I see you. Smell you later. Not if I see you first. <laughs> Does anyone have any favorite like catchphrases that no one really uses anymore? I feel like I said something this week and I was like, man, I feel so old. I, for- I forgot. I-, I can't think of it. If I remember, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> I've been saying cool beans a lot, but I. I- yeah, you did I- say that. I was cool. like, what? Someone told me that I was really old school. Really, really antiquated ones, like ones like yeah. cool beans is like from like the 40s or 50s. <laughs> those will like, those will always like, you know, there will always be a place for those. Okay. Thank you. You know, is that like from the 40s or 50s, cool beans? I think so. Oh, don't, don't say you think so. You remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. You're one of the originators oh. of it. Right. <laughs> well, guys, <laughs> we have an incredible show from top to bottom. Um, it's interesting because last week we had an actor in an Oscar nominated movie. Tonight, we have an actor in another Oscar-nominated movie. Isn't that crazy? I think that's amazing. Last week, of course, was Skip Schwink, a good friend of ours from way back, who has a role in Minari, starring Stephen Yoon from The Walking Dead. Ashley, I know that you're a big Walking Dead fan. Stephen Yoon is the first Asian-American actor nominated in the 93 years of the Oscars. Nominated. Really? Or best, wow. can you believe that? Wow. And um, we were happy. Out. I know, right? I know. You almost got it. Almost got it there. <laughs> and um, and um, you know, that was for Minari. Tonight, guys, we continue the Oscars, the actors from the Oscars, um, with actor Sean Persaud, who plays Tommy. 
He's got a small but very pivotal scene with Gary Oldman. And um, that movie is Mank, uh, which is short for Mankowitz. He played the uh, writer of Citizen Kane. Um, and it was um, loosely a biopic based on um, how um, Mankowitz um, you know, wrote the screenplay and his struggle with alcohol abuse. Um, very, um, very poignant film. Uh, certainly worthy of all the nominations. Of course, Gary Oldman uh, is nominated for Best Actor. Uh, Mank is nominated for Best Picture. Um, so Sean Persaud will be uh, joining us a little later on the program. That's pretty so cool. That, I mean, people say that Citizen Kane is the best movie ever made. A lot of people say. So yeah. really, I've never seen that. I haven't seen it either. But like the um, so a movie about making that movie. Is, yeah. Um, pretty cool that i could oscar you know nomination yeah exactly yeah and and it's they they actually have an a scene at at the oscars at the end of the movie and it's not really a spoiler but you know Mankiewicz died from oh come on well i mean it's it's based on real life you know so i mean if if you knew about the story of of Mankiewicz, you you know that's what happened i thought he was still alive okay (laughs) sadly he died at the young age of 55 and uh but, you know, that cast included some of my favorites, you know, um, Lily Collins, Amanda Seyfried, um, and it's on Netflix now. So uh, we're going to talk to Sean about his role as Tommy in the film. But, um, yeah, let's uh, talk about everything going on, guys. The world of entertainment here on BTB. Um, wow, some great um, movies coming out. We saw some really cool trailers drop. Um a brand new Cruella trailer just dropped with Emma Stone um, showing how she got her killer instinct. Um, showed some of her magical abilities in the film as well. Um, but I'm really, really looking forward to um, Cruella, which is going to be um, a theater release and a Disney Plus release at the same yeah. time okay. in May. Um, so uh, check out the new trailer. And of course, I think everyone in the room is a bit are big Marvel fans. Everyone's a fan of MCU here, I Heck think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Black Sorry. Widow. Oh, Ash, you're not you're not a Marvel. Okay, that's that's okay. Yeah. I figured there was one in the crowd, but <laughs> but Black Widow. Oh man, that trailer. Uh, the newest trailer looks really awesome. Um, oh, we're fine. Yes, a brand new trailer just dropped, guys. Um, well, I think we've seen the whole movie now that um, since I've been showing trailers <laughs> for the last two years. Like, that should be it, right? We've seen it. Yeah, yeah there's been quite a few. Uh, May seventh, this um, we're finally getting an MCU film in 2021. Wow! And the first MCU I they, film. I thought they moved out. It, it's not May seventh anymore. It's July. Oh, I'm sorry. Originally set to debut. Correct in, yeah. in May, but now it's being shifted to July 9th. Thank you. Well, then they already shifted back like one week recently, or is that a different movie? Um, I there's been a lot of shifts. So. Yeah, because there's been a couple of <laughs> shifts where they yeah. they shifted back one week and made a big announcement about it, and I was like, who cares? Because yeah, one week. But... Yeah, I, I can't recall what that movie was. This, yeah. I wonder how many times this movie has been pushed back. I mean, this has been it's got to be the record for any movie. I think so. I think <clears> they, so. they keep pushing it back. Yeah, Could it have been fi- the Godzilla movie, maybe? I don't think. I, I think this one's the um, record. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean for being pushed back a week? Yeah. I don't know. I think I thought it was something later, like, but. Yeah. 
Um, we're also, oh man, General, definitely. I'm curious about your thoughts. We got a second trailer of the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Um, this one was a little tamer than the other one. Yes, but... the first one was a red band trailer with lots of f bombs. Um, but we saw some di- new characters like uh, the detachable kid, yeah. which is played by Nathan Fillion. Who, oh, yeah, uh, that's, that's from issue um, 647. What's of, the detachable um, kid mean? Basically, General, it's a, it's a ridiculous. He's a ridiculous super character who um, his he can pretty much literally take his limbs off and like you know like oh he can rip his arm off and like hit people with it or throw his arm in and some his weapons right yeah yeah and it's like yeah he he's from a time where like those kinds of like ridiculous characters were like all over the place because it was all like really campy and silly and fun and that's uh they're they're obviously going in the movie like he's probably getting i mean the character's probably going to die pretty quickly but it's a That's sad uh, to say yeah well i mean <laughs> there's going to be a, well there's going to be a lot of characters that are going to die in this thing. yeah yeah i mean it's a huge cast number one mm-hmm. I, I really hope the polka dot man survives but oh, i have a feeling he's awesome he's like, i think the character is really cool though <laughs> yeah he's so silly but it's like it's silly but but cool you know yeah. um I mean, guys, this is an amazing cast. I mean, Michael Rooker is playing Savant. Um, Sylvester Stallone is voicing um, the shark. Um, Peter Capaldi from Doctor Who is playing the Tinker. The Thinker? Thinker. Thinker? Sorry, thank you. Um, totally different character. Yes, Idris Elba. <laughs> Blood there is a character called the Tinkerer, which is the hey, <laughs> you can seriously like say any kind of character and and general knows it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, actually, this article does say the tinkerer, so that that's that. Oh, okay. I know it's the. Thinker. Oh really? Oh, yeah, okay. the tinkerer. It's actually think... the the same character because I know you had uh, you had him on the show. He was in the Flash TV show. He was the. Big oh yes, play, he was the, um... the the Arrowverse version of Thinker. Yeah, yeah, it's yes. the same character. Exactly. So we had the tinker on the show. Yeah, we had the CW version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember the guy's name. The CW Tinker. Yes. <laughs> Sean Gunn is uh, doing motion capture, playing Weasel. Pete Davidson is playing Blackguard. And, of course, my favorite, Margot Robbie returning as Harley yes. Quinn. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All I got to <laughs> say, I'm stoked. Um I, I love I love um, Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn. Um, I'm happy to see it back. Um, doesn't matter whether I mean, you know, Birds of Prey was was fine. It was fine. It was a fine film. Yeah, you know, man. I know. I, mean, people, I enjoyed it. I you enjoyed it. it. Okay, I enjoyed it too. So you didn't like it, Josh? It was all right. It was nothing special. It was better than Suicide Squad, the first Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. I think so too. Yeah, I agree with you on yeah. that one. Um, and yeah, we're getting, uh, this is the third film that, is this the third film that Margot Robbie's playing Harley Quinn? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. great. That, that's fantastic. So very, very excited to see that. Um, all right. So, um, after 25 years, we're seeing another Space Jam movie called, uh, A New Legacy. <laughs> um, so the first movie was all about Michael Jordan. This one's all about LeBron James. 
Um, they just dropped the trailer um, for the movie, which will do a, a dual release in the theaters and HBO Max. And as you know, they cut out the uh, Pepe Le Pew <laughs> scene in that movie, so you will not be seeing because he's been canceled. Um, <laughs> Who's been canceled? Pepe Le Pew, the, the skunk. Did you know yeah. that? What no. did he do? What did he well, do? Um, <laughs> I had to actually go back, and, go back and watch a lot of those old cartoons that he was on in. YouTube. And, yes, there's yeah. actually something on YouTube you can see. He, he's kind of a, let's just say it didn't really seem like consent was like a big deal for him. Oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> yes. I, I, I had to get reacquainted. He doesn't take no for an answer. Yeah. And he, he's been pursuing a cat in yeah. many episodes of, of mm. the old cartoon. And the cat would have to struggle to get away, you know, yeah. every time. And, yeah. and Pepe will be planting kisses on her and trying to seduce her. And um, I apparently did not know this. Yes. And apparently this was looked, uh, was this frowned upon as seen <laughs> uh, as um, glorifying rape culture. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. When, they were, when those cartoons were made in like, I don't know how long ago it was, probably like in the, probably the fifties and sixties, it I mean, it was a different time, so people could yeah. like laugh and joke about that, and it was. Yeah. It, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it can it can, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of on the fence about whether I agree with this or not because. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, they actually they from what I read, they planned to, for the scene for Pepper Le Pew to hit on um one of the characters and for the character to smack Pepper Le Pew, and they right. thought that would kind of like you know. You know, give him a lesson, you know, and show him that, you <laughs> know, no him. means no. Um, so they're not going. It's also that. it's also like the thing that he's he's an animal. He's stuck. Yeah, an animal. Yeah. I don't know how many animals get consent. Like, right. I, I know. That I, is I know. I've such been around a good dogs. point. I've been yeah. around dogs and they never consent. A lot of dogs just hump, hump, other... hump my legs and stuff. Yeah. Like that. You know, I never. Yeah. A lot of animals yes. don't play basketball either or like. Or uh, talk. Or talk, or yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, that's a very totally good point. Like, uh... That's a very good point. But yet, some yeah. Miss Piggy, Miss Piggy's still out there, you know, trying <laughs> to um, rape Kermit. And yet, <laughs> Miss Piggy doesn't get canceled for that. Get canceled? No. Yeah. Um, also in Space Jam, <laughs> Zendaya is voicing the character of Lola Bunny. She just confirmed this news on her Twitter. Um, so uh... maybe it's almost done. Yeah, I it's almost that, done, but she's yeah. apparently she. I guess I guess they they didn't reveal that she was in the cast because you know yeah like like you said the trailer we, you know the trailer's already been dropped so yeah 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 I think they should have kept Michael Jordan um in it for part two I'm yeah. sure he'll make a cameo you, you know think so yeah but I I'm okay with it. it's passing the torch I mean LeBron is the current greatest of all time and at the time Michael Jordan was the greatest of all time so you know I think it. it it makes still a movie. I'm sure he could still have done everything in the movie that he needed to do. This is true. This is true. But I, I think LeBron James is a good choice, though. Yeah. Meh. Eh. <laughs> um, top of the box office, of course, Godzilla vs. Kong. No surprise there. My... That's actually good. A lot of good action. Okay, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Yeah, so so it was good. Yeah. A lot of people, some people didn't like it. Some of the reviews I was reading um, and some of the social media posts surrounding the film um, weren't too thrilled about it. 
but uh, it made forty eight point five million the first five days it was released. So, yes. uh, so it's getting a lot better. That's uh, those are almost respectable numbers. Yeah, yeah that, that had the biggest draw of any movie since the pandemic. Yeah, Whenever exactly. Opening weekend, and I think we're going to see higher numbers. Moment. We will see higher numbers at the the box office. Yeah. I think now that vaccines are starting to roll out. They beat Wonder Woman, which um, that yeah. was rape in 2000, 2021 by by humans. <laughs> <laughs> and Wonder they, Woman eighty four. We did discuss that rape. Yeah, <laughs> I was I wasn't offended by it, but you know I, I know people were. <laughs> what was, were they offended more, by? I was more well, offended by the writing of the so movie. So Ash, if you haven't seen Wonder Woman nineteen, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I don't watch any okay. of this. But so Wonder Woman, um, apparently she. She had a wish that her boyfriend from the 1800s was still alive, and that's uh, Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine. Wasn't well, so basically yeah, it was the, like the soul, 1900s. 1900s. Yeah, it was like World War One. Oh, okay, World War One. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, I was my, not 1800s. It was it was like different, different hundred years, off by hundred yeah. years. <laughs> I appreciate it. Boyfriend Abraham Lincoln. The soul of her boyfriend uh, overtakes <laughs> the body of another guy, and they have sex. Souls often do, yes. So basically, Wonder Woman and this random guy, who to Wonder Woman appears like Steve Trevor, like her ex-boyfriend from back in the 1900s. Um, and apparently, um, the soul overcame his body, so he wasn't making any decisions, and they appear in bed together. So, and this is proven by the fact that later in the movie, Wonder Woman sees that same guy, and the guy doesn't like flinch, like, you know, doesn't, yeah, yeah. So, um, nonetheless, that 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 movie never got canceled based on that scene, but it's okay. (laughs) But if he was a skunk, then maybe. (laughs) it's been really really weird um you know jeffrey oh, dean morgan's in a, the number two movie um the unholy that that's the number two movie so that's i didn't see it i just unholy yeah it got commercials a little yeah i mean if you're a fan of jeffrey dean morgan who did amazing in his which we'll get to ask the um, here's Negan, Negan episode of uh, the walking dead. Um, that's great for, for Jeffrey Dean. Um, <laughs> in third, fourth and fifth places, nobody Ryan, the last dragon and Tom and Jerry. So um, that's the, Which all three were good. All three were, were great. You got, yes. Uh, I haven't seen nobody, but I did see Ryan and Tom. Maybe it was good. Yeah. And the dragon maybe was good too. Well, that's good. You finally got to Still see it. I just yeah. find that Bob Odenkirk is is like an action hero now. Like, oh. uh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's. Well, you like, watch Better Call Saul, right? Oh well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But he still well, doesn't like, action. like action in that. It's more of that's like a drama. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a crime drama, but it's not Why like he's kicking ass in it. There's a oh yeah, but there's action though. I mean, there's he's involved in a lot of action. Yeah, yeah actually, in in nobody he's like literally like beating up thugs and stuff like yeah. that. Well, so that's like uh, we, we mentioned last week. He actually met up with his personal trainer on weekends. Um, he was shooting Better Call Saul during the week, and he would work on getting in you know action hero shape. You know, so he was getting prepared. You know, for that. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
All right, so movies in production. So, um, well, one movie not in production. Uh, apparently, the new Gods uh, movie is not moving forward. General, I know you might be upset That's to hear. That is a bummer because there's yes. like, there's some cool stories involved with those characters. I get, and we saw some of those characters in the Snyder cut. Yeah, yeah, we but there's the like... side, dark side, granny goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, Steppenwolf died, but th- those are a member of the new gods, right? Right. Well, they're the they're all the they're all like the bad guys in the new gods. They're like all the ones from Apocalypse. Like, okay. Yeah. The um, like the heroes. The, the heroes are like Mister Miracle and and Barda, Big Barda, Big and Barda. Yeah. And <laughs> I know. See, Josh, I know. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He knows. You can't. Of course, can't, I know this, but like. There were there were some like because like the um, a lot of those stories are attributed to this guy Jack Kirby. You may have you probably I, mean, you, I know Al. Yeah, Jack, you know Jack Kirby. Yeah, he's a yeah. yeah. And like uh, you know, it's it's like they got really really like insane and psychedelic, especially for like comic books in like the sixties and seventies. And um, like. There was a lot of like crazy shit that, co- that was going on in those comics, and so it would have been cool to see that in the movies. Although, yeah, a, a I know lot of those, Tom lot of those, King. Like, yeah, Tom King was a screenwriter, and then it was going to be directed by Ava DuVernay. Yeah. So I mean, it was in good hands. It just you know, I, I guess they just... Tom King wrote this incredible Mister Miracle book for a while, and like, did you so... read the whole book? I heard it was really good. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And um yeah, so it's a bummer, but oh well. They'll I'm sure those movies will eventually get made, you know, years from now. Like it'll come to a point where like every comic book character imaginable will have had a movie. Yes. Like, yeah. like, it's happening years. already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Like, uh, who knows? Yeah. Um let's see. Uh at the Little Mermaid has started production. Um on the Italian island of Sardinia, known mm-hmm. for its crystal clear waters. Ooh. So this will be the live action Little Mermaid. Um, so, uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. <clears throat> Who's in that one again? Yes. Um, Holly, ba- Holly Bailey, not to confu- be confused with Holly Berry, um, she is going to be playing Ariel. Oh yeah, I think I did remember seeing that on the news or on like entertainment or something. Yep. Um, there's also an animated feature with voiced by Snoop Dogg, Jennifer Hudson and Will I Am called Pierre and the Pigeon Hawk. So this is the Exodus Film Group's animated feature um, uh, about a forbidden love between a hawk and a pigeon. <laughs> So interspecies, you know, <laughs> love going on there. In about, in about what, 10 or 15 years from now, we'll be talking about canceling that movie. Yeah, we'll <laughs> exactly. The exactly. hawk does give consent to the, to the yeah. pigeon. Okay. The hawk will, yeah, yeah we'll just have yeah. to find out if they, have, they give the consent. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how uh, hawks are. I don't know. They, they, they're very polite, you know, respect, respectable. You know, they... I mean, the hawk is all about... Uh, it's a predator bird. They're all about yeah. Birds. I don't yeah, think but, it would but, be but, very respectful. Well, I mean, that's that's when they're going to eat and stuff like that. When, for making love and stuff, they're always like, oh, oh okay. Uh, they, okay. They, you know, they care what? about the um, pigeons' needs and stuff, you know, and make sure make sure okay. everything's okay. Everybody's <laughs> okay. on board. 
It's just how hawks do. I don't know. <laughs> how oh do you God. know that? I, I watch a lot of National Geographic. There you go. National programming. Geographic. Yeah. That would do it. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tachi, you might be happy to know that the Cobra Kai um, showrunners are going to be doing a feature film based on History Channel's Ancient Aliens. This is kind of cool. So Ancient Aliens is a show on History Channel. It's a pseudo-documentary series that has been airing since 2009 and deals with pseudoscience and the idea that extraterrestrial beings visited Earth in ancient times, um, sometimes provoking cultures into thinking they were gods. So we're going to see, like a, I guess, a scripted version. Um, with the showrunners, who are John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg. Um, so, yeah. yeah just um, make sure you keep your eye on Cobra Kai. Don't, you know, yes. don't be like, um, who's the guy from American Horror Story who does like 85 different series and then they start oh, sucking. Oh, Evan Peters? No, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, the guy, the, the, the mind Ryan, behind um, Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yes, he like does every, yeah, oh my or gosh. Like, or like Seth MacFarlane and stuff like that. Like stick to what, I care about. Make sure it's good. Yeah. Use that. Yeah. <laughs> take your eye off the prize, basically. Right, exactly. Okay. Makes sense. Um, so Stephen Yoon, we mentioned from Inari, um, is going to be uh, on in Jordan Peele's next horror film, um, which the plot is being kept on the wraps, but Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer um, will also be starring in that film as well. Something to look forward to. Also, um, Angela Sarafian, who I can't say enough great things about. She is amazing. Got to hang out with her at Tribeca and Sundance. Um, you might know her as one of the hosts from Westworld. Um, she has a new movie uh, with Blumhouse called A House on the Bayou. Um, and it's a thriller, horror thriller kind of film, um, which basically um, follows a couple who take a vacation to an isolated house in Louisiana and their teenage daughter um, will be played by Leah McHugh. And then when expected visitors arrive, the facade of their family unity starts to unravel as terrifying secrets come to light. So that's very vague. Don't know. (laughs) Other than a creepy vacation house. That's all we got. So, um, Sly Stallone will not be in the third Creed film, Chach. Just yeah. confirm. Um, he was in the first two Creed films, which, as you know, are the Rocky sequels. Um, so if you're looking forward to that. Um, didn't really explain why, but might have to do with the fact that he is trying to produce a Rocky prequel series that we mentioned on the show. As well as, if you didn't know, he's doing a re-release, a recut of Rocky Four. Director's cut. Yeah, director's cut of Rocky yeah. Four. So that's gonna come out too. That's really pretty cool. Are yeah. they are they are they filming new footage for that for the director's cut? I don't know. That's an interesting. That's an I interesting don't, point. I don't think I can't, so. Yeah, there, I imagine there's a lot of unused footage that they can just splice together yeah. and maybe, you know, go through that process of uh, making it uh, 4K. You know, there's a lot of you know, a lot of you know, a lot of filmmakers have been you know, converting converting it to four days mm-hmm. so should be pretty cool um a couple biopics um are in the works the house of gucci as we mentioned lady gaga and adam driver um we talked about that one salma hayek has just joined the cast of that film 
Um, so this is all about Mauricio Gucci's murder trial in 1998. Um, uh, let's and, see. Yeah, 90s, 90s were a bad, a bad decade for designers. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Versace. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's quite a few, right? I think so. Yeah. Definitely not what good is, news. What is Versace's sister's name? Donatella. 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 Yeah. That's right. Have yeah. You- seen her like what she looks like these days <laughs> yeah it's really creep it's crazy she's got a yeah. lot of work done she right? looks crazy yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's yeah. so crazy 20 years ago yeah it's just it's bad <laughs> right <laughs> uh helen mirren will be in a biopic um called golda which is all about israel's um legendary prime minister golda Meir. meyer my year. meyer thank you my thank year you. what, what do you know year. about what do you know about my ear? Um, <laughs> historian here. Yeah, that's uh, not much actually. I just know her name. <laughs> the, okay. She was the uh, she was the prime minister of Israel during a lot of like really really tumultuous times. Yes. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure she was a prime minister during the, uh, the Seven Days War. So I mean that's that'll probably be a big thing. Yeah, the Iron Lady of Israel. <clears throat> the Yom Kippur War. Yom Kippur. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Um, interesting. Ashley Judd will be in a young adult drama called Hashtag FBF Flashback Friday. So um, this film will be uh, <laughs> will take place almost entirely on smartphones and computer screens. Oh, oh thank God. God. So this will be very similar to the searching movie with John Cho. <laughs> Which is, is a very like, unique. It's gonna be like Queeby. Queeby uh, <laughs> was just like 15 minutes or less. I yeah. think this will be a feature-length film, okay. but yeah, I don't think it's gonna be shot necessarily um, on phones or screens, but it's gonna look like it's gonna make that appearance like it's all phones and computers. So, so oh. this sounds like it'll either be like quite an interesting little experiment to watch or a complete and utter fucking train wreck. Yeah. Like, yeah. What was that movie that um the one horror movie was it um, when they were all on like Facebook chat or something like that and like people started dying? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so friend it was like friends something like yeah it was unfriended? Just stupid. Was it unfriended? Unfriended, Un- unfriended, unfriended yes. yes, unfriended. Yeah. Yes. So it'd be like that. <laughs> the whole movie was was online like on, yeah, the, on the chat. Our guest um, did you, from did you see kind of like this. Like, did you yes. Like, yeah. yeah, just like this. Yeah. Just yes. exactly like this. Yeah. You might you might see General get stabbed any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> but we would still finish we still finish the show, General. Just out of, out of, you know, out of, out of you know being professionals here. That's not right, dude. Well, the show must go on, you know. <laughs> that's true. I guess the show must go on, dude. Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. Oh <laughs> my God, that's wild. That's wild. Uh, let's see. Um, Maya Bialik, who you might know from Big Bang Theory, she's actually going to be directing a film. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Um, and it's called As Sick As They Made Us. It's an indie drama. And Diana Agron from Glee has joined Dustin Hoffman, Candice Bergen, and Simon Helberg, also from Big Bang Theory. Um, it's a family drama centering on a broken family and a daughter trying to keep it somewhat together. So... Something to look forward to um, if you're a fan of 1917, which is a Best Picture nominated um, war movie. Um, Sam Mendez um, will be uh, directing his next project called Empire of Light, 
and just um, got Olivia Coleman attached to the film. Um, so, um, and uh, Mendes actually wrote the film as well. So, um, and yeah, 1917, very unique film. The film literally looks like it was two giant takes, like no breaks in between. How they did it was amazing. If you haven't seen it, yeah, that was incredible. It's just cinematography wise, one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Yeah, wild. What was that? 1917, it's a war movie. Yeah. So basically, when you watch the movie, it looks I like think I saw it. a camera is falling the actors the entire time. The entire time. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't cut until like there's two points i think when one of the soldiers like falls down the play of steps and it resumes from that point um but yeah it's basically two entire takes for the entire movie wow that's really that cool. yeah. i don't know how they did it that's pretty impressive so um chachi you sent me this is um pretty exciting news if you're a fan of american pie which i was the fifth film uh, script does exist so american pie five script is out there. Um, I guess they haven't started pre-production or production yet, but Tara Reid did um, confirm that there is a script out there. I'll put it that way. Um, so let's just hope that that's the case. I I, I loved American Reunion. I don't know if anyone's seen it, yeah, I but it. Uh, yeah. I really loved it. You know, I, I I thought it you know was a great an example of a proper sequel. Um, for an established franchise, like years yeah. later. Yeah, and it was you know definitely I mean? better than. So better than this, this would be like yeah, America, the, the America, part three. Like that. That's part three, right? Oh, the wedding was part three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that wasn't that good. That was not very good at all. No. <laughs> that was not very good at all. Um, all right, but, let's yeah, go but I mean, part one was so groundbreaking, and like, mm-hmm. and it's sad that you don't get those kind of movies anymore, like that. Like never like, like that kind of movie, like um, super bad. Like, I think yeah. people are just too afraid to do like, raunchy, raunchy comedy. comedy. Yeah. Well, they they still have that stuff. It's just they don't make it into movies anymore. They become yeah. like Netflix series or um. I mean, you might get a little bit of stuff in like where they're like like smoking pot through the whole movie or something like that. But it's like for the it's real like the same groundbreaking right? stuff or like vulgar yeah. like sexual yeah, stuff. Yeah, like the wrong Missy is probably the most recent film I can think that kind of was in that genre. You know, there's not many films in that raunchy. That was, uh, Adam Sandler, though, that wasn't that raunchy. Like, it wasn't that raunchy, but it had its moments, you know. Um, but you're right. Yeah, they don't, they don't do enough of them. I mean, how like how quotable, quoteable was like super bad and like American Pie and stuff. Oh and God. Was, and I, and I respect super bad for never doing a sequel because they yeah, very could have easily did a sequel and ruin it, but. Yeah, now they have five American pies. Like, yeah, come on. they have all the spinoffs. Like <laughs> I'm all for it, Ash. I, would love to I know. I'm glad you are. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, but... Were you, you weren't a fan of the original American Pie? Yeah, the original one. Yeah, yeah. But not the... as they go. You okay, know what I mean? so we're impressed with the second or third, yeah. They no. got well. <laughs> not really. Okay, they weren't as good they're, as the original one. No, never. They couldn't be. <laughs> Let's move on to Disney Plus, guys. So the Loki trailer was just released. General, what do you think, man? Are you excited about this? It was pretty much focused on Tom Hiddleston, you know, and Owen Wilson the entire time. Um, yeah. But um, it was cool. 
Uh, I yeah, dig it. I loved it. I thought it looked really cool. I'm I'm excited for it. I always liked uh, Tom Hiddleston. Is uh, I mean, especially like since he was cast like you know way at the beginning of the uh, the whole MCU and everything. Right. I mean, you know, he's been an absolute like he's been an absolute goldmine as Loki. I mean, he's been like perfect for the character, and so. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so this, a, and Owen Wilson's always awesome. I mean, he's he's good in almost everything he does, and uh, he has this like definite, distinct, um, distinct cadence that I always really liked a lot. Like, like yeah, and it's got a good cadence. You're right. That's a good a good description right there. Where's yeah. he been at, Owen Wilson? Well, he's still he's still doing. Th- I mean, I, I know he's got a movie with J, J-, J- Lo <laughs> coming out too. I mean, he's still actively working. You know? I watched a movie of his on Netflix um, the other week, like No Escape. It came out in 2015, but it was a really good movie. Like he he played like kind of like a it was kind of like an action movie, and he, he did really good oh, in that cool. kind of role, which I was surprised, you know. Yeah, real nice guy too. Gotcha. But I'm really excited for Loki, though. I'm really excited. Yeah, we don't have to wait too long. June 11th, so we're basically getting back to back. MCU series on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, remember still... when he was having his, his issues? Like, didn't he try to commit suicide or came close to it? Oh, yeah. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's great to see him doing well now. Oh, yeah. He did. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. That would have been really, really tragic if that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm um, glad he got through that. Um, so let's talk about the uh, third episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. General, what do you think? Um, um I, you alluded to Madripoor. Yes, yeah. On a show and look look what happens. We have Madripoor. Yeah, that's the uh as far as I know, that's the first real overt uh reference that they've made to some kind of uh <clears throat> some kind of like property or location or whatever that was usually associated with like the X-Men in the comic books. And so that is, I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Like, uh, after yeah. they, te- they teased all that stuff with um, <clears throat> with Quicksilver in WandaVision, and it turned out that wasn't the it case. It was Ralph Boner, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, this one, that's a legit, like, Madripoor was legitimately, like, an X-Men thing. And yes, so exactly. And couldn't be used in MCU until... Um, MCU bought the uh, the the Fox properties, which includes Magipore. Right. So yeah. So yeah. that's 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 a big deal, and so mm-hmm. it was cool to see like the fabulous Baron Zemo. <laughs> like I really yeah. The uh... Daniel Bruhl uh, plays Zemo, uh, returns in that, and of course the lovely Emily Van Camp who plays Sharon Carter. Um, great in the episode as well. We saw a little bit more of the fake Captain America. John oh, Walker, my God. Played by Wyatt. I hate the fake Captain America. <laughs> I hate him. Me and my best friend, we watch it together, like, virtually. And we're yeah. like, we can't get over it. It's not Chris Evans. It's not Chris Evans. <laughs> well, you're supposed to hate him. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, uh, he's supposed to be a dick, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the vibe it, he puts out, you know? But the actor was saying that he's getting like a lot of hate, but he's happy because that's like the whole point. That's of his character. job. That's the yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. It's like, just like a heel in WWE, you know? Well, it's that, like, 
because it's it's actually like I don't think there are any other characters like this in the MCU so far because he's not a villain. Like even in the comics, he was never a villain. He's he's not a bad guy. He's still a good guy. He's still trying to do good things. Okay. It's just he's such an asshole at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, like, and Captain America's so he's like so good and humble, yeah. and he's just that person that you know he's gonna do the right thing. So. Right. Did you do you guys know who Wyatt Russell's parents are? For a little trivia. Oh yeah, I do. Kurt Russell and Goldie Kurt. Hawn. Yeah. 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 Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh he's, yeah, I love him. He's on Hollywood royalty. Uh, Kate Hudson is. He should, his be, he should be a lot more handsome then. <laughs> That's like two good-looking parents, right? Yeah. yeah. And of course, uh, Kate Hudson is the half sister um, of uh, of Wyatt. Yeah, so um he looks a lot. That's that's so something wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? Crazy yeah. trivia for you. Um so what's going on with Sharon Carter? Is she evil now or uh No, I think? think I honestly think that um it, it's like that I was telling with my we were talking about my best friend that she, you know, grew up here in the United States. So sometimes we have like this kind of bubble that we live in here in the United States. And then once we travel into a foreign country, we get to see different things that we don't see here. And so that kind of like opens up to like a new perspective in life. So that's what I would, I would say would be, I I don't think she's evil. I just think she's just opened her eyes to what really is out there in the world. Right. You 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 wouldn't call her evil. She's more like utilitarian. I guess okay. the best way to describe it. Like, uh, although that's a that's a departure. Like, I don't think her character was ever like that in the comics. But okay. it was, um, as far as I know. But like, um, but it, it it makes total sense. I mean, it is it does kind of um, betray some questions as to like. So she's been she's been like I guess exiled uh, from the United States like presumably with the events of like i guess civil war so considering how long it's been since civil war that's at least uh especially with like the seven year jump was it seven years or however was it five years yeah the the blip i think was five years if i recall yeah yeah, that's a long fucking time to, to, <laughs> to, to be on the run as a fugitive. And um, it's kind of crazy how, like, uh, you know, Bucky was uh, Bucky was pardoned, but she wasn't. And, like, um, so. That's, yeah, uh, that's interesting. Now, what do you um, what do you know about Dora Majay Warrior Ayo, played by Florence Kasumba? So she appeared. At the end of the episode, a lot of people thought she might have been um, uh, Denai Guerrera, um, Okoye from Black Panther. Uh, yeah, a lot of thought it might have been her, or she had, she you know, has a resemblance to her, but it wasn't her. <clears throat> um, what do we know about her and, and what she? I mean, she was she, in the other. She was in the Black the, She was in Black the Black Panther movie. Okay, and she, was in, she was in Endgame too. Yes. Okay. I don't recall her in in uh, in that. Well, I mean the the Dora Milaje besides I uh, I mean besides um um Okoye, Okoye mm-hmm. they don't really uh, they don't really do much with, with them. I mean they're just these like you know badass African warriors that are kind of like right. fighting 
background. And so uh, maybe they'll reveal more with her because, um, but, but I know she was in the other movies. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of I was, cool. I was, I was low key excited when I saw her. I was like, ooh, yeah. I just got pumped up. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you, said, you said you were low key, low key excited? No, high key excited. Oh. Like low key? Is that what like, you said? Like low key from MCU? Oh, yeah. no, low key. Like that's what uh-huh. the, oh, okay. that's what I know. Kids I know. Just easy. But yeah, only um, six episodes. Um, for this um, Falcon and Winter Soldier series, so pretty much the same length as. Uh, I'm being honest, I was more into WandaVision. So far, yeah. I think Wanda WandaVision is the more superior yeah. rich yeah. show. I'm still holding out hope think... for like how many more episodes? Is he, you said six episodes? Or Only three six more episodes. Left? Three more. Only three okay. more left. Yeah. I, mean, I, well, I, mean, I think it's well, getting think, better. Think, yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier is a lot more straightforward than WandaVision was. Yeah. I think it's like it's a lot less intimate, I think, than one division was. So I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, I like, I like my shows to be intimate when I watch them. <laughs> that makes sense. But I think I think it's gonna change with Loki though. His series, I feel like yeah. a lot of people are gonna like his way better, or maybe the same. But yeah, yeah. definitely Loki on that one. Now, do you think we could possibly see the first mutant appear in? Um... Falcon and Winter Soldier, since you alluded to Magipur being, you know, a mutant property, that would so. be a huge deal. I don't know. I can't. I can't quite see that happening. I'm, okay. They're gonna. They're probably gonna. Mutants will appear probably for the first time in the Eternals movie. I think. The Eternals movie, guess. really? Yeah. I would have guessed Doctor Strange in the movie. Or Doctor Strange. I don't. Which one comes first? Eternals first. Oh, it does. Yes. But you, you could be right. There, there could be like the. Isn't there a mutant that's been alive for thousands of years? Yeah. Okay, exactly. So like, there you go. Apocalypse was one who was there you like, go. and in the comics, Apocalypse does have a connection to the Eternals too. So um, they could have the MCU version of Apocalypse. Yeah. Which was but Isaac, was well, so Oscar Isaac in. Uh, although Oscar Isaac is playing a different MCU character, soon enough. Oh yes, he's playing Moon Knight, isn't mm-hmm. he? Wow. So two different MCU characters. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, General, I don't think you were here for any of the Justice League talk. We talked a lot about it already, but they just released the Justice's Gray version. So this is a complete black and white version of Justice League, which actually is slightly longer. They have they um, have a slightly longer. It's nineteen scene. hours long. Yeah, nineteen hours long. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But no, they they have an extended dialogue with Jared Leto and and Bat uh, and um, Ben Affleck's Batman, um, where the "We Live in Society" line is, is restored because that I think that was cut from the Snyder. Imagine the Snyder cut not having something. And if you want to see a really long version of Justice League, uh, maybe not that much longer, but you can catch the Justice is Gray um, version of Justice League, which I don't know. I don't know if I'm kind of intrigued to see that in black and white general anyone jumping at the chance to see justice league in black and white i gotta see i gotta see the snyder cut first i haven't seen it yet what yeah general i, I, Zod have not seen I haven't seen cut? it either really yes i confess i okay. want to see really? it i really did and then i have got all that talk out of the way <laughs> my father-in-law changed his password and then he didn't <laughs> <laughs> that's how you watch it hbo max right 
Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god, dude. That so is you, hysterical. You watch it in black and white, General, when you watch it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends. Like, uh, black and white, I don't... I mean, I watched Bank, and that was in black and white, but... Well, yeah, you, grew up watching, you grew up watching shows in black and white, right? That joke tries to say General's old. <laughs> no. I haven't seen him in a while. I need, I need to, you know... You need to rip him. You need to rip him. Yeah, it's good to see him. It's been like a month, I think. Well, on HBO Max <laughs> General, um, if you get that password, you can see a series called Station Eleven. Laurie Petty, best known for her work on, on Tank Girl and um, Orange is New Black, and Daniel uh, Zavato has joined the series regulars. Um, it's based on a book by the same name. It's a post-apocalyptic saga spanning multiple timelines. Wow, interesting. It tells the stories of survivors of a devastating flu. Sounds familiar. As they and an apocalypse, right? As they attempt to rebuild and reimagine a world anew while holding on to what's been lost. Um, yes, all we need is a, a apocalyptic movie about the about the flu, right? Yeah. <laughs> and these times, this is the perfect series that we need to watch. <laughs> Unreal, guys. All right, so I'm really, really excited, guys. Game of Thrones is celebrating its 10th anniversary. Um, and they're doing some really cool things for the 10th anniversary. I know the series is already done. But first of all, on HBO Max, they have an interactive spotlight page. Um, they also have a brand new trailer, which I have no idea. I guess just to celebrate the 10-year anniversary, um, which kind of, if you watch a trailer, might give you... I don't know. I mean, it, it doesn't really change the, the, the final season, which was, you know, um, polarizing to say the least. But it's still a very, very beautiful trailer. I love it. I loved it. Um, and also, they're going to have a special, actually, um, uh, cast reunion hosted by Conan O'Brien. So something to look forward to um, Ooh, coming up. I'm excited. Yeah. And there's a Game of Thrones Fabergé Dragon Egg that costs $2.2 million if you want to buy it for what? all the ballers, all the ballers out there. Somebody uh, would buy that. Somebody, somebody would buy will. that. Yeah, somebody, somebody has that kind of money. Um, would like to buy this Game of Thrones Fabergé egg. Um, it is available. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so is it like like from the set or something? Or Yeah, what? Um, it, it looks really cool. I don't know if you can see this. Um, see. I think this is made for the um, um for the for the that? um to sell. Yeah, auction. That's pretty insane. cool. Look, it looks that's crazy cool. to me. But $2. I would not two million dollars. Even I mean, if my I God. had to point, <laughs> I Jesus Christ! I mean... For twenty-two million dollars, I'd I'd remake the final season myself. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Right? Right? Snyder, that's, Snyder that's cut of Game of Thrones. Exactly. The yes. Chachi cut. Yeah. Ash, did you get into Game of Thrones, Ashley? Yeah, I do. Oh, you did? did okay, good. It. All of it, yeah. All yeah. of it, all of it. Did you like the final season? Because a lot of people are torn. Oh, no, I, it was it was <laughs> awful. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the last awful. episode was awful. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the ending was, it was very anticlimactic. Yeah, the worst possible yeah, person to choose to be king. Yeah. And then, and then several the seasons before, you know, the Raven can't be a king. They say it. He can't be a king. He can't be. A, okay. Guess what? Last season, he becomes a king. All right. Like, what the heck? Okay. Anyway, so I'm going to stop because <laughs> I can go on with how upset we I can go on and on about and Game be, of Thrones. Can you see the whole future and he didn't do anything about it just so he becomes king? 
Right? Like it, it, just, it didn't make sense. Yeah. You know, like Daenerys killing all this, all this innocent people, and he didn't stop it because he wanted to be king one day. Yeah. He's a real asshole. That that yeah. um. He could have stopped yeah, it. No, you're right. <laughs> He was one of the most powerful um, characters on the show, but he did yeah. he did absolutely nothing. That was exactly his like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over on Netflix, a couple features that are going to be uh, dropping on that um, includes um, Emma Thompson's um, and Andrea Riseborough um, on the Netflix musical adaptation of. Rowan, Rowan Dahl's classic children's story. Um, and uh, you can check that out on Netflix. Coming soon. Um, and uh, also on Netflix, Rachel Lee Cook will be in an original film called A Tourist's Guide to Love. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook's kind of making a big return. You know, she's doing that um, um, He's All That, you know, uh, spinoff film or reboot film of she's all that which of course we all remember um great film uh from the late 90s or early 2000s um yeah that was a good one wasn't that a good one yeah good. yeah so th- this film's actually based um the, the new film she's doing is based on an original idea of rachel lee cooks um and um basically it's a- after an unexpected breakup a travel executive played by rachel lee accepts an assignment to go undercover and learn about the tourist industry in Vietnam, and she finds adventure and romance with her tour guide. Oh. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, General, I know you know something about this project on Netflix, Jupiter's Legacy. <laughs> it's another comic book series um, from an independent label, um, I believe. Is it an independent label or is it Image? Um, but nonetheless, it's not from DC or Marvel. Um, um, it's written by Mark Miller. Uh, the trailer looked really good. It had the same vibes as The Boys a little bit, but um, I don't know if it's going to be as have as much graphic violence as Boys. Um, the Boys, that is. Um, but um, General, have you read or know anything about Trooper's Legacy? I know the I know the the concept behind it. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, though. So, although this will this will give me a good excuse to go and find it and read it before it comes out. So yeah, it's a second generation group of superheroes <clears throat> to struggle to live up to their parents' uh, reputation, which is kind of similar to Invincible, because you know you have that character Mark, voiced by Stephen Yoon, trying to live up to his father played by J.K. Simmons, and it's kind of that similar vein. But as you know, um, Omni-Man is anything but somebody to look up to, As you, if you saw the first episode. A little <laughs> yeah. bit of a spoiler alert, but it's crazy. Anavi, have you seen Invincible? No. It's fantastic. It's so good. It is so good. Ash, um, you might like it because it's written by Robert Kirkman. Who? Uh, what, 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 what did you ask? It's called Katie? Invincible, and it's from the creator of The Walking Dead. Um, it's a superhero. It's a superhero animated series for adults. You know, it's not for kids, but it's on Amazon Prime. And I think they I have think a, I've heard of it before. Yeah, for sure. The first, the, four, the first four episodes are up on Amazon Prime, and it's really good, really well written, really really good. Um, Anna B, I know you're a fan of Bridgerton, right? Yes. So Reggie yes. Jean Page will not be returning for season two because they're. I know. 
They're focusing on a different character. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't by their choice. Like the actor, it wasn't, I was wondering yeah, was, why he left. Like I thought maybe by the he got another choice. job. Yeah. But I still he, think I still think it's like they're like that's oh, it's based on the book, but again, it's Shonda Rhimes again. So I'm like, right. I don't really trust her because like I love Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> right. And so she pulls this. Are you, you one know, of the stuff. few people still watching Grey's Anatomy? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've never watched it. A yeah, day really? in my life. Fifteen never. seasons? How long? How long is Grey's Anatomy? More. Been? I think. It's, More? Oh my god! I don't even know how many seasons right now, but I know I, I'm up to date. That show started before you were born. <laughs> Almost, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm 31. Right. Yeah, that's like I'm. I'm shocked that the show's still on. Like, I mean, is it any good still? It's still so good. Like, it gets in your feels, and like the acting is really good, and the scripts are really good too. So, like last I time know. I watched it was when um, Negan died. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Like, what, well. what, what season was that on? Oh, you're talking that- about. Oh, Jeffrey what? D. Morgan actually yeah, starred yeah. on Grey's Anatomy, right? Yeah, he died on the show, right. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, he played like okay. a... Well, the, the, main, the main reason why Reggie Jean Page is leaving is the they're going to focus to uh, on her brother. I'm going to put Eric Anthony in the, sec, in the second installment. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why. So. He wasn't and really my favorite, to be And he's not going to be honest. in it at all? That's so weird. Like yeah, I mean, the main character. Aren't aren't they? Is that close to the books though? Did the books work in that way to focus on the different characters or? Yeah, it, that, okay. that's based on the books. Yeah, but I mean, okay. come on, like oh, it is based. They, I didn't know that. If they can tell, like everybody loves the main actor and the actress together, like that's pretty much the reason why a lot of people watch it. Like, why not keep them? You know, like, right. like, I That's know. what I was thinking. Yeah, they could deviate from the book. Ash, you watch yeah. the books? I give them. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was that, um, I liked it, but I didn't think it was that, like, solid of a storyline. But it, it was it was interesting. Okay. I think, I think a lot of people liked, like, the scenes, like, the... Yeah, the scenes were good. It just, like, the storyline was Cinematography, just, oh. the costuming, it's kind of true to the... Oh, the yeah. sex. It was, the was sex good. in it. The set, the set <laughs> design. The sex or set? No, the sex. <laughs> oh, the sex was good. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, then Chachi, she's definitely not 15, okay? <laughs> All right. Um, over on Amazon Prime, uh, Chris Pratt has a sci-fi thriller called The Tomorrow War. Uh, it's a time travel movie, Chachi. I know you love tra- time travel. I love time travel, uh, too. Done right. Yeah, out of the time right. travel. We all like time travel. What the heck? <laughs> No, just it's me. Gonna, Not just only you? Chachi, okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm the only one who likes time travel. Okay. Uh, on the streaming platform on July 6th. Well, I was alluding to Black, Back to the Future, but uh, so apparently Amazon bought they the time movie. travel too. Um. Well, it's a world um, that is stunned when a group of time travels arrive from 2051 to deliver an urgent message. So 30 years into the future, mankind is losing a global war against a deadly alien species whoa that's all we need that sounds pretty cool i know cool. that's next <laughs> yeah <laughs> sounds pretty cool um so we got chris pratt we have yvonne strohowski uh you have jk simmons who we just mentioned earlier he's like the voice of omni man and in, in invincible so yeah. i definitely would cool. travel to the past like i can't imagine like going to 2051 is going to be any good i just can't imagine it's going to be any good uh, it's going to be a pain in the ass whatever it is 
I know. No, they're I think remake, you're right. They're going to remake all my shit that I like, you know, and ruin it. Like, <laughs> like it's just going to be... Not to mention we'll all be 30 years older. Oh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, it's going to be... I don't know. Like, like They're going to ban everything I enjoy nowadays. It's all going to be yep, banned everything. somehow. Everything. Everything's canceled. Everything's yeah. canceled, guys. Everything. Somehow Back to the Future will be, will be canceled and, like... Yeah. It's offensive. For, the time yeah. travels are offensive. <laughs> yeah. Being offended by yet. They're exactly. In the future. Uh, let's see. Nami Watts will be in a movie on Amazon called Good Night <laughs> Mommy, which is um, based on the Austrian cult horror film from 2014. So it's a remake with Nami Watts. Um, so something to look forward Damn, to. More remakes. More remakes. That's, yeah, that's everything. Is everything that's my out is a remake. Austrian movies. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a cult horror film from 2014. I mean, it's not from that long ago, but it's, you know, it's probably all in Austrian, you know, so obviously. What's not, it called? What's it called? It's called um, Good Night Mommy. Oh, God, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, follows. Thank God you don't need to, like, order, like, tickets from the ticket booth anymore. You can just, like, do it on your app. Could that be good a weird thing to, like, go to I the counter? I need two for yeah. Good Night Mommy. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's always twin brothers who, when sent to stay with their mother, are surprised to find her in bandages from a recent procedure. And her behavior becomes erratic and unusual. And then they become convinced that she's an imposter. Interesting. Um. And Jennifer Jason Lee has joined Amazon Prime's Hunters for the second season. Great series if you haven't seen Hunters. Love that Al Pacino's that... in it. From the very first scene, that bloody scene, pool party. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was that's an crazy show. entertaining show. That was, was it a, good? Yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. Very highly recommended if you have not seen yeah, it, guys. She's, she's always great, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. Like, I mean, she was great since um, Fast Times. Yep. Honestly. Oh, Jennifer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. She was awesome in The Hateful Eight. Like, she was so yeah. good. At and uh, she did such a good... And, like, that was, like, her big comeback, wasn't it? Like, yeah, uh, like, I mean, single white female. Um, she, um, she she's been in a ton of stuff. Backdraft. Yep. Yep. Great actress. Great actress. Um, Nick Offerman has joined Hulu's limited series about the Pam and Tommy Lee sex tape. Pam Lander and Tommy Tom Lee's sex tape, uh, <laughs> sex tape, which stars uh, Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee. Interesting casting choice. So, so they're going to recreate it? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. What? I don't think they're going to have hardcore sex in it. But, uh, I mean, Sebastian Stan, Winter Soldier, I'm playing cast. Tommy Lee. That's interesting casting. And then yeah, that's, Lily that's James. I'm live up to. Lily James will be playing Pam Anderson. So that's interesting as well. Um, but um, This is a movie? Is this a movie? It's a limited series. It's oh, based it's a on, series. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah like a, just like a um, limited series for one season. But um, an entire series on the sex tape, I guess? That, right. I guess. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that seems like <laughs> what... what I mean, it was definitely one of the better ones. Um, I kind of yeah. want to know. I'm kind of interested in the movie. Yeah. Or the series. The, the and, series. And Nick Offerman's great. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, got like a, it's, got a, it's, got a, it's got a pretty well-known cast. So, I mean, yeah. are, oh, right. are, they, so. are they making it like a, are, are they playing it straight or are they going to do like more of a comedic thing with it? They could no, do. I, I, I think 
I don't think they're gonna have gay sex in it. No, I think there's gonna be like how the the sex tape was. Oh no, straight as in. Oh with, okay. Uh, uh, I, that okay, Chad. I <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sure if they're gonna make I'll do a comedy. Uh, they didn't allude to what what the thematic um, nature of the series would be, but um, who's gonna who's gonna play the penis in it? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> be like. They need a stunt cock, right? They might just use uh, Mark Wahlberg's uh, for Boogie Night. <laughs> yeah. Also on Hulu, uh, Paris Jackson, um, Michael Jackson's daughter, will be in a high school comedy called Sex Appeal. Um, it's actually shooting in uh, Syracuse, New York right now. Margaret Cho is also joining the cast of that. Um, How old is she now? She's she's um, 23. Okay. Yeah. So I guess she's playing high school, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Um, on that's crazy. Stars, Michael, Michael Jackson's daughter is 23, and that's crazy to even think about. Yeah, because yeah. when he died, she was just a little girl, right? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Dan Stevens, you might know him from Legion um, on FX, is going to be on Star's Watergate drama called Gaslit. Um, he's replacing Army Hammer, as you know. He's an actor that's been canceled lately. Um, sadly. <laughs> um, and... Uh, if you're a fan of Shameless, uh, Showtime announced there will be a farewell event featuring the entire cast of Shameless on April 11th, uh, following the series finale. Can you believe that that show's gone 11 seasons? Wow. Yeah, that's a long run for. I still haven't seen it, but for everybody knows I should. For a is premium great, but show. Never... Yeah. I you know it's a great show I know I haven't finished it but I've I'm like maybe like got up to season three and then we had uh, that actress that appeared on on Shameless so I kind of skipped ahead and watched her episode but uh, at some point some point I do plan on resuming. I mean, does it get it. better with um each season or what? Um, yeah, I mean the first three seasons are really strong. Okay, I think they're all equally uh, as good and I, what's great about um. Shameless is that's actually now on um, Netflix. So, you, you know, which I, I thought I thought it was unusual. I thought like Showtime. I don't recall many Showtime shows on Netflix, but I guess Shameless is like the exception, I guess. So yeah. that's kind of cool. It's, funny. Um, it's 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 not owned by Showtime. It's it's just um, it's like there's a because there's a couple other like um premium channel shows that are on Netflix that at least are on Netflix for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like um, Ash versus the Walking Dead, which was a really, really good movie. I mean, not the Walking Dead, the Evil <laughs> Dead. Ash versus yeah. the Evil Dead. And uh, which was a really, really great show. And that was associated with the, sh- with, the cha- with the Stars channel. But it was on Netflix, too. And I don't know. That's... Uh, You'll see that every once in a while. Okay. Um, for you Star Trek fans, anybody Trekkies in here? I always meant to be. I always well, want okay. to, you know, Me too. I want to I yeah. see it. I mean, it, it's on my list. To yeah, so to Paramount Plus has two, two trailers. Like, kind of overwhelming and like intimidating to start it, so I never did. <laughs> a lot of, for which a lot one? of programming. Pretty much all of it. Well, mostly yeah. really the new stuff on on Paramount. Star Trek Discovery just dropped a new trailer, as well as Picard 
uh, for season two. They just like you're really me. either like a Star Wars fan or you're a Star Trek fan. Uh, I still feel like I could get into Star Trek still. But you can't be. It can't be equal. <laughs> um, Don't tell also, me what to feel, Touch. <laughs> your feelings are mine. Also on uh, Paramount, the Good Fight has just cast Wayne Brady for the upcoming fifth season. Um, interesting casting news on that. What is the Good Fight? The Good Fight is um, is a spinoff show of The Good Wife. Oh, gotcha. Which, which got That's really popular life. on CBS. So The Good Wife was on CBS, and then The Good Fight was like a Paramount Plus exclusive right. show. Yeah. Yeah, Paramount, you know, they're trying to get all the viewers. You know, they got that real world spinoff of like Reunion. Whatever they're that actually, is. Yeah, they're also doing a challenge reunion as well. Uh, and our girl Trishelle from back in the day, Chat, she'll be Trishel. a part of that. She'll be a part of this reunion show, uh, the challenge that's going to air on. Um, it's called the Challenge All Stars, which will be on um, on uh, Paramount. I wonder so. if she will talk about your um, kiss. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good kisser. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure she'll she'll uh, confirm she's that. Been, yeah. Thinking about that ever since, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. She said I was a good kisser. Uh, <laughs> to, um, rehab, right? <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I know Mike the General is a big fan of Rose McIver from iZombie. Well, she's got a new series called Ghosts. It's a comedy series about a struggling young couple who inherit a haunted house. I know you're a fan of Rose McIver, aren't you, General? I am. I am. Yeah. She's fantastic and iZombie. Yeah. And she's uh, a lovely, lovely, lovely actress as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, that premise, it's, uh, it could be good. Kind of sounds well, a, like beginning of Beetlejuice. Almost. Yeah. It's an adaptation about the, um, of, of an, a BBC show. So. Um, yeah, they really need the, a sequel for Beetlejuice. Yeah, <laughs> they've been talking about it for like the last ten years, you know, and it would be great because you know, um, um, he'd probably look the same with the makeup on, yeah. right? Yeah. Pretty much the same. And yeah. they, well, they originally said they were going to be a trilogy, and they were going to call it the second Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, and then in yeah. part three, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, you know, like you say it three times, and um, they just yeah. never did it yet. I mean, they remade everything else and did sequels to everything else. Yeah, that's this. This is pretty much what they're doing in Hollywood, guys. Um, that, let's that see. I uh, love Malin Ackerman. Um, if you remember her from The Watchmen and Billions, yes. she's got a new show yes. called The Three of Us, uh, comedy on CBS. She'll be uh, starring alongside Oliver Hudson, uh, Brett Morin, and Vanessa Lachey. Focuses on adult siblings who are children of divorce. Uh, and they must circle the wagons when their sister's <clears> husband <throat> unexpectedly announces that he wants to call quits on their marriage. Okay. Typical a, CBS fare, right? What a premise. Yeah, what a premise. Um, if you didn't catch Saturday Night Live, Daniel Kluid did an amazing job hosting it. Um, 
talked about American and British racism, how it's different, um, uh, which is interesting because he said, um, basically, it's Danny Kaluuya is what the royal family was worried that the baby would look like is basically what he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did see something about that. Who yeah. is he? Danny Kaluuya was the star of Get Out. Um, he's in. Oh, okay, um, okay. He's also in uh, Black Panther. He's an amazing actor. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he also said, let me put it this way British racism is so bad, white people left. They wanted to be free, free to be able to invent their own kind of racism. That's why they invented Australia, South Africa, and Boston. <laughs> Boston. <laughs> so I think this is a good time to take a classic cut break a little yes. earlier. Yeah. Try to get Ash on for some Walking Dead talk and then welcome our special guest. So, Chachi with the classic cut, please take it away. Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. That's right, it's Chachi in Charge once again for Chachi's Classic Cut, where each and every week here on the show, I go into our archives, dust off some of the old um, cassette tapes that we have, and <laughs> pick something um, for your um, for your ears. And normally it's from the 80s, but this week is going to be a lot newer, and we have a news article to go along with this um, cut, don't we, Al? I don't know what you're playing, so I wouldn't know what you're alluding to. <laughs> yeah, you know what you want playing. I don't know. I seriously don't. From DMX. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay, hold on. Give me a second. We said early in the week. That's definitely going to be the classic cut. Oh, okay. Cool, with you. cool. Well, let me try to, let me try to get, <laughs> right. get to that little uh, tidbit there. Um, so, uh, so. Very, very sad news. And, um. Yeah, you know, I'm sure people following in the news have heard about DMX and um, how he's currently battling for his life. Even you know, as we're broadcasting tonight. Um, yes, I, I got it. You got it. Okay. Yes, um, DMX suffered a heart attack um, last oh, no. Friday. Um, his real name is Earl Simmons. He remains in intensive care in White Plains, New York. Um, apparently, he suffered a drug overdose that triggered the heart oh. attack. Um, his family has not confirmed that. Um, his manager described him as being in a vegetative state. Oh, um, there were three attempts to revive him, two at home and then again at the hospital. Um, but I guess he currently still remains on life support. Oh, God. Yeah, and I think it's very rare that somebody comes back after this kind of thing of, um, you know, not being responsive for that long of a time. So it's pretty sad news, and it's looking pretty grim. I think I believe they're going into test them tonight to see you know if there's any kind of like brain waves or whatever currently oh, so i mean we're all definitely praying for the best um and i actually i've been listening to a lot of his music um recently especially at the gym i mean it always gets me uh, pumped up you know it's a lot of music you probably wouldn't hear like nowadays but um but back then you know is is really um cutting edge so this song okay. is actually from 2003 which is one of the the newer cuts you know, um, this is X going to give it to you. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. Good track. Good track from early 2000s. We'll be back after the less than 30 second classic. Yep. And um, wish for the best. for Yes. Well wishes, prayers, 
we hope we're not um, saying some bad news next week, but exactly. let's, let's uh, hope for the best, guys. And we'll see you back right after Classic Cut. X go give it to you. Fuck wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real. With the non-stop pop out from stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the motherfucker wonder if you did it. Damn right, and I do it again. Cause yeah. I am life, so I got to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many cats I break bread with, I break who you sending me. Yeah, that's right, guys. Um, DMX, X gonna DMX. give it to you. X. Gonna give it to you. All right. Yeah. Oh, fool! What kind of lyrics that I could never say now, or I'd be canceled. <laughs> but still a great song. Gets you pumped nice. up. Nice. All right. Well, we want to ask for The Walking Dead, but Ash um, apparently um, might have had some tough technical difficulties. Um, she is an avid fan of the show, but. Um, I guess we'll just go ahead and talk about it, Chachi, to get a All chance right. to see the finale of season 10, which was the Here's Negan backstory. Oh, yeah, I did watch it. Yes, I did. I think it was the best episode of season 10, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. I thought it was one of the best episodes of the season and one of the top episodes, I think, for the whole series. That's interesting because yeah. a YouTube show I watch called Movie Isle, which ironically he doesn't talk about movies, talk about he talks about Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, he said the same thing. Oh, did he? Cool. Uh, the host of that show said that he thought it it arguably could be one of the best episodes ever uh, yeah. of all seasons of The Walking Dead. And um, yes, this is a using the Here's Negan standalone comic book as a source material, but you know with their own twist to it. Um, and of course, you had Hillary Burton from One Tree Hill, um, who's the real-life wife of Jeffrey Dean Morgan, playing Lucille. Which I didn't so realize until after I saw the, um, I guess, making of um, after the episode. Yes. I'm like, really? Because I, mean, I, yeah, I thought they had great um, chemistry on the, um, you know, well, the you, episode, and now I mean, why. <laughs> if it's a, yeah, actual yeah. husband and wife, you know, you know they're going to have a good chemistry. Um, she's gorgeous, by the way. Hillary oh, Burton, yeah. Burton is beautiful. Um but, um, yeah, no, I thought it was great. Um, you know, they kind of showed how Negan really wasn't that bad a guy. You know, uh, he, you know and uh, he was trying to save his wife's life um, by trying to obtain um, the med- medicine she needed for her chemo tre- chemotherapy treatments. Right. You know, because yeah. she had cancer and was going through all all means to to get her that and uh, one of it of course crossing over to some bad guys and um you know they tied him up they beat him up next thing you know he comes back um but sadly after lucille had passed away um i'm guessing the cancer got to her because she couldn't get that that treatment in time so she was sitting in her bed uh, she had a bag over her head um which makes me um, think maybe she committed suicide because the back was over her head. Do you think so? Do you think that's what she was led to believe? Because why would yes. she have to? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, so, so that, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she wrote on the door, don't leave me this way. Um, yeah, she killed herself. And, like, she, she like, um, you know, I, I guess she didn't want to prolong her dying from the cancer. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so he came back, and that's how he found her. Yeah. As, as a, as a um, zombie. And of course, Negan could not put her down, because um, right. um, I think this is early in the apocalypse, 
So he burned the entire house down, which was right. insane. And then, of course, he had to get revenge on the bad guys that held him captive and, and for, prevented him from getting that uh, life-saving um, chemotherapy um, um, medicine that, that his wife needed and uh, took the Lucille baseball bat that was given to him by Laura, which is good to see Lindsley register. Chachi, as you know, we had her twice on BTV. Uh, oh, which is yeah. interesting because her character actually died at the hands of Beta, and uh, which was sad because you know she's a great character. You know she's got that badass neck tattoo. Yeah. Um, but then they kind of showed her backstory where she was kind of uh, traveling with, I guess, a father figure that was a doctor, and uh, she gave Negan um, Lucille without the barbed wire. And of course, of course, it was Negan's idea to put barbed wire all over the bat. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, that's the real Lucille. The barbed wire makes Lucille Lucille. I, I guess at some point, didn't he? Like, isn't the barbed wire like drilled into the bat? Like on later episodes, I, I thought he had it. In order for the yeah for it to realistically be attached to the bat, I yeah. imagine that's the case. Off. I thought it was drilled in there. Yeah. Yeah. But not only yeah. we got a backstory, but we got like kind of a current how it ties into the current uh, timeline of The Walking Dead where it took Jeffrey Dean Morgan time to reflect, um, you know, and that's where they cut to the backstory. But initially he did find Lucille buried where he left it, um, where his uh, throat was slit by Rick. Yeah. Uh, the bat was there just in a shallow, just buried very shallow from, I guess, years of just, just being there. It's on, been what, like five past. years? But about seven years, I think. Seven yeah. years, okay. Yeah, so, of course, you know, grass going to naturally grow grow over the, the bat if it's left there. And, um, yeah, he just he just ended up burning the... Um, well, he cracked the, the bat, you know, over uh, Walker's head. Yes. And, a, and then the, the bat split. Right, because because it wasn't being taken care of. It, yeah, yeah, it was out in the elements for seven years. So exactly. Kind of the bat pointless, you know, at that point. Yep, and so uh, he he burned it in the fireplace, and I believe that was the same um, cottage where um, Leah was staying. I believe that's where Carol took Negan. Was that same? But I'm not positive. But it did look a lot like that that cottage. And then, of course, Negan goes back to Alexandria just to to let Carol know that yeah, you don't need to bring me any food or supplies because he's going off on who God knows where. We don't know where Negan's going to go. Um, and, you know, I think there needs to be some kind of redemption arc. Again, for Maggie, and I saw on The Talking Dead that in order for Negan and Maggie to see eye to eye again, Negan's going to have to, like, rescue Herschel from danger. Right, yeah. And I think that's a good guess as to what would happen because, you know... Obviously, Jeffrey D. Morgan's returning for season eleven. We just don't know how. Well, I thought the end. I thought the end meant that he was staying um, with them in the, in that um, town. I didn't think that he was leaving. I could be wrong. I don't know. He walked off. He said, "I just here to, um, you know, um, he he wanted to borrow some kind of cart to like move his stuff, I guess." And then he smiled at at Maggie. Okay, I, I thought he meant he was moving stuff back into the town, and he didn't care whether she was mad at him or not, because she's going to be mad anyways. Interesting. I That's what know. I thought. I could be wrong, but but yeah, I mean, I like I like the um, storyline. I like that you know that yeah, she's, you know, still mad at Negan, even though it's been seven years, because like you know, her son doesn't have a father now because of Negan. Um, 
but I mean, the whole thing is more complex than that because they kind of just, you know, went and killed all of Negan's men and he killed like two, two of them um, or a bunch of his men. You're right. He killed like two of their people. Yeah, you have, yeah, to, you have to look at it from the Saber's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, Negan lost a lot of his men. Rick and his gang just, just killed all these guys. And some sleep, of these people, right? sleep, and some yeah. people are in their sleep, which yeah. is where I was kind of, yeah, you know what? Negan wasn't really all that evil. He's just defending yeah. his people. Yeah. And Glenn and Abraham were two of those people killing the people in their sleep, you know? So it's yeah. like, it's justified, you know, if you think about it. And you know, he kind of, took on that Negan persona after all that, you know, trauma of losing his wife and, and all that stuff that he went through. Um, but, uh, it was great. It was great. I, yeah, I it makes me kind of sad that, I mean, this is the quality that the show could have been up, you know, I mean, the show's had a lot of great episodes, but you know, this, this episode, it could have been the quality of the whole time. And I think early on, they just got, you know, they killed off too many of their good characters. They built up. They just added way too many characters that people don't care about. You know, there's so many um, like flat characters that you only know who they are and they just show up. Um, so I think they made a lot of missteps along the way. Maybe it was maybe it's easier in the comics just to have all these characters in the background doing nothing, but on TV it gets to be confusing. Yep. Um, and by the way, AMC announced that the 11th final season of The Walking Dead returns August 22nd. Can you believe that? I thought they were going to wait till October for the traditional. They all do, right. Yeah, that they usually do. So this is two months earlier than earlier than the show's traditional yeah. October debut. But as you know, they're going to do three blocks of eight episodes in a row. So they're, you're going to get the eight episodes, then you're going to get a break, then you're going to get another eight episodes, and then you're going to get a break, and then the final eight episodes. So okay, well maybe maybe they'll still have a premiere at the New York Comic Con for um, the second batch. Yeah, maybe After maybe the, the break. maybe the second yeah. batch does start in uh, yeah. in October. We'll have to do the math on the weeks and all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> but just something to look forward to, yeah, you know. Another, um, that's another show that you know they went and they spread themselves too thin with other series and stuff. You know, other Walking Dead series. It should always have been about the original series. Yeah, I think. Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. I don't care um, what Andy says. <laughs> 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 Anna B, you're gonna you're gonna resume Walking Dead um um at some point and general I believe general actually eventually uh, um but to be honest I have too many shows that I'm already watching yeah. so because you said your mom's actually a big fan of Walking Dead she's still watching she is yeah yeah well, she's more up to date than me <laughs> kudos to your mom look at her yeah. your mom's a Walking Dead fan is she still enjoying that. it she is yeah okay, okay. but yeah I agree. Not- my mom is not super critical as I am, so I feel like she's enjoying it more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard doing this show and watching stuff, and you have to like think about it and think about stuff that's wrong with it, and you know, be part miserable like me. <laughs> so it's harder to right. enjoy a show like that. Right. Well, um, as we're waiting for, oh, <laughs> look at the kitty! Look yeah, at the kitty! Give the kitty some love. He just wants attention. <laughs> As we're waiting for actor Sean uh, Persaud, um, let's throw out a couple of the uh, winners from the SAG Awards. It just actually, oh, I think we have go. our special guest. We don't have to put that thought on hold, guys. So, wow, we're excited to have on Below the Belt show an actor from an Oscar nominated film. Uh, as you see my background, and that's Mank. <laughs> which is available on Netflix uh, if you want to check it out. Uh, he plays Tommy, 
And uh, we're excited to have him on, Sean Persaud. Hi. Did I get the pronunciation of the last name, Persaud? You did. All right. That was great. Awesome. Awesome. That was great. Thanks. Good to have you on BTB. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks. Absolutely, man. Wow. Sean, you got to be on Cloud9. I mean, you're in an Oscar-nominated film directed by David Fincher, starring an amazing cast, including Gary Oldman, Amanda Seyfried, Lily Collins. I mean, they're just so, some of my favorites right there. First of all, talk about, um, I guess, how you got involved with the film and the audition process. I mean, um, obviously, it's a great, great role to, to be cast in. Just to yeah, be a part it of was, the movie, generally. Yeah. It was super fun. I just noticed your background. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this was a this was a fun role that uh, I got a um, I got a email from my agent and then she actually called me up, which doesn't normally happen. But um, I in my when I'm not auditioning, I'm I'm part of a group called Shipwreck Comedy, which um, I write stuff with my sister and we do a lot of period pieces. We oh, do cool. a lot of um, black and white, old Hollywood kind of stuff. Um, so she called me up, my agent called me up and was like, I think this would be great. So, um, yeah, the, the audition was basically just the scene and, uh, I did it. My girlfriend helped me put it on tape and I sent it in and, um, uh, and then I got a call from that they were calling me in. Yeah. I got a call back and I went in and it was really, it was really good. Like it was, it was almost it wasn't really like a work session, but it it I I uh, I got put through the ringer in a in a way. Like I got a lot of notes. We did the scene a bunch of times, um, and it I felt very good after, which is not always how you feel leaving in leaving an audition. But um, the cool thing about it was that my mom was in town, uh, visiting that week. So, um, when I got the call that I got the part, my mom was staying with me and that was kind of like a, like a dream, like a lifelong dream, like being able to tell my mom and like see her face. Wow. That was like, pretty awesome. Well, because you, that, yeah. you alluded to like old Hollywood with, with what you do in the, uh, the comedy group that you're a part of. I mean, that, I mean, that was like the perfect role. I mean, this is all about, yeah. this film is all about old Hollywood. Yeah, it really yeah. is perfect. I love that like, stuff. You know, yeah, it's, it's it's serendipity almost, right? Well, I I remember thinking like, boy, if I didn't audition for this, I would I would love this movie. I would want to see this movie. And I mean, I David Fincher is one of my favorite directors, so I'd I would be in the bag for it anyways. But the subject matter was very near and dear to my heart for sure. Absolutely. Yep, I actually I watched Mank again today. It's my second time watching it through. Um, just wanted to. Focus a little more on your scene, and um, well, let's talk about David Fincher as a director because I know he's the king of multiple takes. Yeah. He likes to do multiple, <laughs> multiple takes. In fact, Amanda Seyfried said one of her scenes. Um, she said she thinks she did uh, her about 200 takes uh, for her one scene. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious with your scene because you know you're in a you're in a vehicle uh, that's in motion. Um, mm-hmm. I can imagine the logistics of doing retakes for that unless there's some Hollywood magic uh, being uh, involved with that. But if you could talk to us about David Fincher's directorial style and did you do the multiple take style? Yeah, we did it. We did so many takes. And if you told yeah. me I did a hundred takes, I would 
believe you. I kind of lost track because I was having, you know, like an out of body experience. And I, I was like, there are other things I need to be focused on here rather than the number of takes. But we actually, it was, it was um, a little bit of old Hollywood magic. We shot that scene on a soundstage. Okay. Um, and they had LED screens all surrounding ah, the car. Which what they used in The Mandalorian instead of a green yeah, screen, it, LED yeah, screens. Yeah, it was it was the same thing, yeah. And they nice. had um they had it was really interesting how they did it. They had different screens. They knew exactly like the curves of the car. They had everything thought out. So they knew what types of reflections would work on different types of the car. So there were multiple screens, different sizes, different angles. Um and they went and shot uh, plates for those screens. They shot like the the backgrounds uh, near Victorville um, back in December. And so there is there was a little bit of timing, especially towards the end of the scene. Um, but overall, we we would just be able to they'd be able to rewind the the screens and we we could uh, start over. But ah, you know, a lot of takes. Wow, yes. some again great Hollywood magic involved, and of course. Losing a map in the wind causes, uh, the sadly, the car accident um, that you both were involved with. I was trying to find, again, any... Um, they didn't bring up what happened to your character after the crash? Was that meant no. to be... Was that meant to yeah, be they, uh, on purpose? Like, well, we, knew, we know that Mac recovered. But what happened to Tommy? Well, Tommy, when you see, you see them... Um, pulling mank out of the ditch and i'm standing there and i'm still talking about i'm still going on about this girl that i was distracted by um so i so tommy was fine okay good yeah um after that i'm i did uh i did hear from gary oldman that this was a real uh thing that happened there that manks dry this is what happened to to mank on his way to wherever he was going he got into this accident because his driver was was distracted by a girl, and so that was real. But I don't know what what ultimately happened to Tommy and his his um the girl that he was in love with. I I hope they got together. But instead, they they decided to do a map that kind of flew in the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the version, yeah. right, right. Which, if they had GPS back then, you, pro- you the crash <laughs> probably wouldn't have happened. <laughs> it's- it's cool too because we did that so many times. Uh, yeah, there was a little air cannon yeah. Um, yeah. in the front, and I and it was very technical, like where I had to have the paper um, for it to catch on the wind. And then we oh we only did it like I don't know, I'd say we did it less than ten times. And then um, and then David Fincher was like, well, you know, uh, we can always CGI it. <laughs> yeah. that doesn't sound like Fincher but yeah <laughs> I figure because he's the, the king of multiple takes he's like yeah. we gotta get this right you know <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of times that's so awesome but you know uh he wasn't it wasn't um framed like oh we gotta get this right which was cool every take was um let's try something new or let's he always had some thought or some some notes yes. and it was always very thoughtful and very um it was, it was never like I never thought that I was getting it wrong. I mean, I, I did like deep down, but that's just who I am. Like there was no he was never like, OK, this isn't going well. We got to figure this out. It, it was just a very relaxed set. Um, every every take was just like a new chance to to try it out. 
I ne- I never got the feeling that he was like going for something specific, you know. Awesome. How did you like wor- working with Gary Oldman as a scene partner? Oh man, it was it was great. He's uh <laughs> I I did I did have to keep like telling myself like oh my god I'm sitting next to Gary Oldman <laughs> <laughs> and he was great it was it was so nice to see um to just see how an Oscar winner uh, works and and not just yeah. in the scene but just how he is on set and with people and he yep. was so nice so pleasant just just there to do his job and and really a great scene partner and i was just like oh wow i I really hope i can keep up with this guy wow that is so cool to hear now did you think um did you expect uh, the film to be well received by the academy and, and all the award shows yeah um you never know but but i think with this one um there were a lot of things in its favor uh yes the, the script was amazing uh it captures the the wit of the characters so well, um, and then the the talent involved. I mean, David Fincher. Anytime he directs a movie, you have to think like, oh, the Academy might wanna, uh, the Academy might might take notice of this. Yeah. Um, and then with with all the with uh, obviously also, also with Gary as the lead, and then um, behind the scenes, it was just the the costumes right um the production design absolutely everything about everything was gorgeous so and the cinematography i think it's one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen um i can't get over it i think it's amazing so um yeah i wasn't surprised i wasn't expecting it because um you you are often disappointed when you expect right right Uh, but i wasn't surprised yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean Gosh, looking at, like you said, the cinematography, the costuming, uh, production design, everything uh, was just on point. And um, kudos to the production team for putting that all together, because I know there are challenges when we're doing something that's a period piece, you know, per se, you know, even though this is what, the 1930s? Mm -hmm. Um, 1930s, early 40s, yeah. Right, right. So, um, Fantastic. Um, and the, the the camera that was used uh, was a red camera, but uh, was shot entirely in black and white. So there's no mm-hmm. color version that's going to be floating in the future yeah. uh, of this film, which I was, I was curious is that uh, I, on, I guess, the final decision to make this film black and white. Do you think that um, was a positive? Or would you have loved to have seen a color version of Mank? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I no, I love it. I love it black and white. Uh, I'm a real sucker for that kind of stuff. And yeah. I love the idea that it's like presented as a almost a companion piece to Citizen Kane. Like yeah. this is what this movie would have looked like if it had also come out around that time. It's, that's great. That's a great statement on that. Yeah. Definitely. And it sounded like Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Did you watch Citizen Kane um as soon as you were cast? Like rewatch it? Uh, I didn't rewatch it as soon as I was cast. I I watched it in college in a film class, and I okay. think that was the best way to experience that film for the first time because you got all the context of like why is this so revered? Because uh, on the surface, it's it's a really good movie, but there were also so many things that 
that were being done for the first like the first it's the first time you saw like ceilings you know the the, the way he played with the camera and yeah. um so i know i remember seeing it years ago and loving it and then um right before make came out um i rewatched citizen kane uh just oh. to get that uh and i think that was smart because <laughs> there are some definite um nods to citizen kane in the movie that uh that I would have been confused about if I hadn't rewatched it. Interesting. Now, do you think if it, we weren't in the pandemic that this, that Mac would have had the traditional theatrical release and maybe eventually been on Netflix, but not a direct to Netflix release, or was it always originally planned to be on Netflix? I'm not sure. I, I think knowing Netflix, it was probably always a direct to Netflix thing, but with a, 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 the, a theatrical release, sort of how they did the Irishman. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, I would love to see it on a big screen. I think it'll. I think it'll be really great. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, would you have t- attended the Oscars uh, had they been an in-person event? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Tommy. I mean, you're part of the ensemble <laughs> yeah. cast, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, if there were. Uh, I, you know, if Netflix had thrown a big Oscar party, then maybe. There but. you go. Yes, the parties. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, the best part. I've been to some of those Netflix parties. Uh-huh. Holy smokes. They, they, they go all out. They go yeah. all out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've been to the House of Cards one. Oh, nice. Uh, I've been to... Um, I've been to the SAG, uh, SAG After Awards, After Party for Netflix. Those parties are amazing. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they, have they know endless, how to throw a party. Yes, yes. Endless... <laughs> Endless budget to, to make it like the best time that you ever have. So that's one thing I do miss. What do you miss most about the uh, uh, in this pandemic world that we're living in as an actor? What do you miss the most? As an actor, uh, I well, I miss being on set. And that is something that um, is more. My my group, uh, Shipwrecked, w- last m- March, we were about to launch a Kickstarter for our our big next project. Oh, and cool. thankfully, we were able to pump the brakes before uh, before anything happened. Um, and for smaller creators like us, um, it's still a little touch and go about like when we'll be able to do it. Um, big productions are are still are working. Um, but that's what I miss the most is sort of being that part of my career where I was like, oh, I'm gonna take control and and make my own stuff has really been on hold the last year. And um, that's what I miss. I don't miss um, driving an hour and a half to Santa Monica for an audition. <laughs> yes. That. And I hope that that yes. we keep this sort of like. You got to love uh, the self tape auditions, right? Love them. Yeah. Well, yeah, you should. But but um, <laughs> there's something to be said about having one take. That's it. You get one try and that's it. Um, because with the Mank self tape, uh, my poor girlfriend I I don't know how many times we did it. I I had to go for a walk in the middle. I was like, this is hard. And that's um, the biggest the biggest audition of your career, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Um, but there's a when you're doing a self tape and you, you have like three days to get it in, there's definitely an urge to just be like, well, I'm gonna keep doing this. And then all of a sudden you have 20 takes and you have to watch them all, and none of them are different. <laughs> when you're up there in front of the camera thinking like okay this time i'm gonna try this um it's great but then you sit down and you're like what did i do why do i have now i have to like figure out which one to send yes it's, it's stressful 
Yes, but then when you go to the audition room in person, you have that one chance to make that yeah. first impression. Whereas the self tape, you can do as many times and mm-hmm. figure out which one was the best to send yeah. off. That's another advantage of mm-hmm. self tape. But uh, as an actor myself, but uh, my 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 fellow panelists, you've been a little uh, quiet. If you uh, guys anything well, uh, throughout, I, yeah. Especially being from the, I mean, um, our our show is uh, based in the uh, the Baltimore DC area. I notice you have a special love for Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. And uh, so tell me about that. Tell me about like what got you into writing all these Poe-based um, Yeah. Texts. So uh, my sister and I are writing partners, and we created our group Shipwrecked. Um, we started off because my sister Sinead had written um, a sketch about Edgar Allan Poe, and we're both from the Boston area. So growing up, we were we were very, um, you know, history and, and literature were just a part of our lives every day. We worked in Salem, Massachusetts. We worked at the museums. We would go by the House of Seven Gables every day. Yeah, there. Yeah. Been, yeah that's, it's great. It's fun. If you ever went to the Pirate Museum, tour. maybe I gave you a tour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, nice. Probably like four years ago. Well, maybe I didn't. Okay. No, no, you. <laughs> um, so Sinead wrote this this uh, funny sketch about Edgar Allan Poe, um, and so we did it. And then we had this whole house for the day, so we ended up writing. We ended up doing a whole a whole like mini series about Edgar Allan Poe and his ghost roommate as roommates, um, and Edgar Allan Poe, who I played, and I played him as this like dour, insecure, but slightly. Um, arrogant, creative, um, tortured artist. And then my sister played uh, Lenore, his roommate, as this sort of um, peppy valley girl type. And it was a really fun dynamic. And then we started just branching out into... Um, in one in in one of the episodes, she mentions like a dinner party they had. So we were like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if we did a series that was about that dinner party? And one of our favorite movies ever is Clue. So... We were like, what if it's a dinner party, but it's a murder mystery with all these fun, these all, all these famous authors um, from time. So we had Ernest Hemingway, we had Oscar Wilde, and we just start, we just sort of got really into this, this Edgar Allan Poe character and this dynamic with, um, with his roommate. It was really fun for us. But um, we all, yeah, Edgar Allan Poe also called Boston his home, and he um, hated it. <laughs> Even though there's a statue in Boston of Edgar Allan Poe, um, Baltimore will fight them for it. Yeah. Oh, Baltimore will win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. to Baltimore to um, see any of the stuff here we have, like the his gravesite and um, house. I I've never been. I've never been to to that area, and I really want to. Um, and I would definitely will uh, check out the all the Poe related stuff. Yeah. There's a restaurant. Uh, called the raven i believe it's, it's yeah edgar Allan poe themed uh restaurant really yeah cool place. i think i saw that i think we saw that once when we were just researching poe stuff and we were yeah like, we got here yeah I think, I think the horse claims to be the bar where he like had his last drink right the horse you came in on is like yeah. one of the oldest bars in america <laughs> in the entire really? co- yes the horse the you came in on i'm gonna write that down on. yes <laughs> yeah apparently he had his last drink there they his say his last and, drink wow and that's died cool. outside of the uh, i mean bar. it's oh. not cool that he <laughs> had his last drink there you mean similar <laughs> to river phoenix in the viper room in la <laughs> <laughs> me. 
That's interesting. Well, I'm looking at shipwreckcomedy.com, um, your official website, and right right on the front page, Edgar Allan Poe's uh, Murder Mystery Dinner Party. Mm-hmm. Right, right there, yeah. So you can check it out. Um, and uh, the series uh, runs uh, 11 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, wow, this is something uh, that I definitely want to check out. Yeah, it's fun. Cool. it's fun. I, I see the similar vibe to Mank with the old Hollywood thing going on. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. How cool, man. Yeah. I bet the casting directors watch Shipwreck Comedy. Watch some of these episodes. I mean, that yeah. might have went into their casting process. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. Um, so let's talk about some of your other credits. Uh, of course, you did the procedurals, uh, mm-hmm. Criminal Minds, Without a Trace. Yeah. Um, Bio says you're alluding to a hat trick. So is it you want to add one more procedural to yeah. your? Uh, yeah, I feel like I need another one, uh, like an Ooh. NCIS or something. Law and Order SVU. FBI. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Law and Order is is the dream, but Law and Order SVU, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the 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 hat trick of the three, the three yeah. <laughs> procedural shows, yeah. <laughs> that, would you would you want to be a series regular on a procedural? It seems like it's like so encompassing of your schedule, though. If you were a series regular on a show like that, yeah. Yeah, I. I've se- I've been on sets where they are, they're in their you know sixth or fifth or seventh season and they and yeah. the series regulars are clearly like um not fully into it anymore yeah you know it's not, <laughs> for ice cube yeah I, oh, for sure. I think ice cube is still loving his law and order svu he gives 110 percent all the it time is 18, it's 18 seasons <laughs> or how many seasons uh, i don't know how many seasons it's been on but it's been on forever <laughs> yeah whichever version he's on i don't even know um yeah but yeah, I think I would love it. I mean, uh, uh, you know, the stability is—it would be so nice. Um, the stability, the insurance. I'm at that age where I'm like, oh man, I want better insurance. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't—it doesn't totally mean you can't work some other stuff into your schedule. You know? Right. Especially these days, people are doing that all the time. So, I would. I would say yes if anybody's listening. Yes. I can see it going to like American <laughs> Horror Story type of show. I mean, if you mm-hmm. can play Edgar Allan Poe, you can play some of those crazy characters oh, on that show. Be amazing. Yeah. Love it. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Thanks. Is there any other projects you want to pursue in any any genre you can think of that you'd love to add? Any any genre? Um, yes. That's that's a good question because probably uh, historical old Hollywood uh, period piece was number one on my and list. You got it. Check. I got it. Yeah. You got it. Um, I aimed high. Uh, <laughs> um, I would love to do. I just want to. I want to do some like weird comedy. Some. Uh, another one of my favorites is Wet Hot American Summer. Love to do something like that. That's just sort of like. I don't think I don't know if anybody ever wants to do something that's considered a cult classic. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that would be fun to know that like you did this weird thing and it really hit with a small group of people. Yeah. Um, that'd be cool. But you know what? Also, Marvel. I'm, yes. I'm open to that too. Yeah. All, all of us are Marvel fans. Yeah. DCU fans. Star yeah. Wars. Any of that, I mean, yeah. that that would just be amazing. So Marvel is the popular list for as far as the superhero genre. 
versus yeah i was a, i was a big uh comic book nerd when i was growing up oh. uh, like my, my mom would take I me like to the, myself the generals <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah yeah my mom would take me to the the shop every wednesday um what was your favorite, would, what was your what was your favorite comic growing up or what got you into comics like, um comic i actually still have the first comic my mom got me it was an uh an x-men annual uh-huh and um so that was my that was my in. I was a big X Men fan. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, it's like I remember. Great. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. And I I was super. It was around um, just after Jim Lee took over. Um, it was the Jim Lee Chris Claremont era. So Gambit was yeah, my favorite. That's a cool. good run. Yeah, I loved Nightcrawler. Um, well, which Marvel character could you see yourself playing? Uh, well, growing up, I always wanted to be Spider Man. Um, and that's, you know, they've got the perfect Spider-Man now, so. We were alluding to Tom Holland? Yeah, I love him. <laughs> um, What other one could I, that's a good question. Hmm. Well, you already mentioned Nightcrawler with some, yeah, yeah, yeah. With some prosthetics. Prosthetics, I mean, yeah, work on my German accent. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be super fun. Sean, your nationality is Indian-American, correct? Yeah, yeah. The dude, are you cast as usually um multi-ethnic or mostly indian or are you versatile you can do all different kinds of nationalities um you know i don't I, it's tough because i i feel like i'm i'm fairly white passing most people look at me and just just think i'm you know uh um just full just full-blooded white and then some people are like well we can't really place you and mm-hmm. i always thought that that was going to be like a good thing and um, out here, it's like, no, <laughs> people want to see you and, and know exactly what you are. A lot of people <laughs> look at me and they can't they can't quite place me. They can't really figure out where I belong. Um, so I did go I did have a manager once who really leaned into um, my my Indian heritage and sent me out for a lot of um, Indian parts. And then I would walk into the, the waiting room and uh, there would be all these wonderful Indian actors, uh, some of whom I knew. And I would just be like, well, I'm not really sure why I'm here. <laughs> I feel like I'm wasting <laughs> time. And then I, the more and more, more and more, I would show up to, into these waiting rooms, and I'd see the same people, and I'd be like, hey guys. <laughs> um, so that hasn't really, yeah, I don't know. I don't really, I haven't really played uh, any multi-ethnic parts, but okay. we'll see. Of course, I've made always Bollywood. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just, not? I've I need to learn how to sing and dance. Okay. <laughs> but that, that seems pretty easy. <laughs> Are you 100% um, Indian? No, uh, my dad. My dad's Indian, um, and he went to he, he's okay. he he's from Guyana in South America. Okay. Um, and he moved to Scotland for school, and he met my mom, who is from Scotland. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so. So I'm half Indian, half Scottish, and I would say my sisters look more um, uh, Indian than I do. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. Well, um, wow. I, I'm just so happy about uh, about your role in Manic and, and how it's it's being so well received at the Academy, and of course the Oscars coming up. Uh, uh, is it April 25th? I believe. Yeah. So, April twenty fifth. Yeah. Yes, yes. Any special plans? You can do a watch party or 
I'm trying to figure out who's kind of who's going to come over. Okay. Um, my my friends from college have have been hosting an Oscar party every year since we oh, were in fun. college, and I've gone every year since we were in in Boston. Um, and this will be the first year where we don't have that. The for, the one year that I'm in one of the movies. Um, wow. But we might have oh, a couple wow. people over, and then my girlfriend has a she got a red carpet. We're gonna oh, be nice. dressing up. She's oh, that's nice. Oh, great. Yeah, so it'll be fun. So uh, I guess it's. I guess you're rooting for uh, Mag for Best Picture, Gary Oldman for Best Actor, yeah. Amanda Seyfried for Best Supporting Actress. I'm yeah, guessing. definitely. Your yeah. team Mank all the way. Team Mank. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling in. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely, uh, definitely pulling for Mank, of course. Uh, fantastic film. This will be the first year I don't do an Oscar pool because I, I'm too nervous. I have too much, too much invested. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one. Um, question on your thoughts because i guess this is the early when the film got released there's a little bit of controversy with gary oldman being so much older than the actress that played his wife and oh, that right. and the other two leads and lily collins and amanda seyfried um these are all women under 40 mm-hmm. and apparently um for whatever reason they didn't cast any women over any women in lead in the in lead roles in this film over 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and a part of it also was that Gary Oldman was portraying a character that was much younger than his actual age. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. what were your thoughts on that controversy? I don't know. I definitely, I definitely see what people were saying. Um, I, I did like that the, the, um, you know, it wasn't portrayed as, as this character having all these romantic entanglements with, with younger women um but i do yeah i think the issue is that is that the character of mank was um was younger than gary is um although if you look at them um herman mankowitz was a was a hard liver uh you know he enjoyed himself and and it shows Yeah. yeah um so when you look at them they're not i mean i didn't think it was that far off Okay. Um, and I think that just that we know Gary Oldman and and how old he is, we we bring that in to the movie with with us. We can't help it. Um, but yeah, I I don't I don't know. I don't really know. It's complicated. It, and Wasn't I definitely for the time it. period wasn't that even like even more common so than even now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they're staying true to the time period. Yeah, true to the times, but um, in real life, Mank and his wife were the same age. For what I, I've I'm not sure. I'm not I'm sure, not but sure I, that's... yeah, I don't think that yeah. there was a, a huge discrepancy. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I can see. But some, yeah, I can definitely see it. Yeah. See how some people got all, all up mm-hmm. in arms, but you know, I I didn't really notice it. But, mm-hmm. but um, well, Sean, it, it was great talking to you here on Below the Belt Show. Yeah, thanks for having thanks me. This so is really much. Fun. And uh, if you could, before you go, uh, yeah. throw out um, a little plug. Uh, let sure. us know who you are. Um, your character in Mank. Let us know you're on Below the Belt. Throw out whatever you want. Catchphrase, plug, whatever you want at the end. Catchphrase. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. Hi, I'm Sean Prasad. I play Tommy in the Netflix movie Mank. I'm here on Below the Belt. And uh, go Team Mank. <laughs> yeah, all right. Go Team Mank at the Oscars.
Yeah, I'm really loving, like, I'm, I'm on Shipwrecked, uh, shipwreckedcomedy.com, and American Whoopi looks like it's hysterically funny. Looks like it, it, it was. Yeah, that was fun. We did, like, a, a teen sex comedy if it had come out in the 20s. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah, I, I, I wish I did a little, some viewing of, of your shipwreck comedy now. Yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to be doing that now. Yeah, uh, I spent all my time on Mac today. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, but um, that is so cool. But uh, Sean, thank you so much. Any other last minute plugs? Uh, yeah, just check out check out Shipwreck Comedy. Um, we've got yeah. a lot uh, brewing for this year. Really, some some fun stuff that I'm very very excited for. Excellent. Wow. Let's do a snapshot. Yeah, a little photo op. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, on the count of three, ready? One, two, three. Good. All right, Sean. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you, Sean. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Right, Sean Persaud, guys of Mank on Netflix, and of course nominated at the Oscars for Best Picture. This is the two guests in a row in Oscar-nominated films. Yeah, kind of cool. I can really see him playing some like kind of like more like horror roles and. Yeah. Kind of stuff, you know, definitely had like the whole like Edgar Allan Poe vibe. Mm-hmm. I thought, absolutely, Edgar Allan Poe is definitely one of the prides of Baltimore. That's yes. for sure. Yeah, and uh, I really, and just like him, I really do dig that kind of old Hollywood type, uh, type retro feel. And yeah, that's why, like, I mean, yeah, we we all should check out that shipwrecked comedy just, uh, just by looking at the uh, the stills from the projects they've had. They've got some like really fun-looking projects on here. Am I the only one who's seen Mank in the room? Has anyone had a chance to check it out? I want to see it. But, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen Dude, um, Citizen Kane am, before. I am going to do what uh, what he said that he did. I'm going to watch Citizen Kane first, and then Mank. Yeah. There you go. Right. I, I, I saw Citizen Kane when I was in college, too, but I don't really remember anything from it. And like, I, I have to watch it again. Well, that was back when they it first came out in the theaters, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. I well, <laughs> waited in line. I was actually camped out to see it. <laughs> <laughs> You're embracing Chachi's rib now. I love it. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of awards, the SAG Awards uh, took place, and this was pre-taped, um, only a one-hour special last wow. Sunday. Um um, conspicuous by its absence is the cast of Mank. Um, it wasn't in the outstanding performance by a cast in motion picture, but um, Trial of Chicago 7 was a big winner for that um, category. Uh, however, Gary Oldman was nominated for Mank in uh, the male actor in a leading role. However, Chadwick Boseman won for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I was really I was rooting between Chadwick and Steven Yeun of Minari. But you know, this is Chadwick's final film. Sadly, yeah. as you know, he passed away. And I watched uh, Ma Rainey's and I thought he did excellent in that film. So um you know and Viola, yeah. yeah and Viola, Viola Davis um won um best actress in a leading role for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as well. And of course you can see her in Suicide Squad as Amanda Waller <laughs> uh which is really cool. Daniel Kaluuya, who we mentioned earlier, won for Best Supporting Actor for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, Jung Yoon Jun um, won Best Female Actor in Supporting Role for Minari. And in television, The Crown 
wins best performance by an ensemble in a drama series. Sadly, Chachi, Better Call Saul did not win. It um, never wins. Neither did Ozark. I was pulling for Ozark. Really? Yeah, the Crown, the Academy. I mean, I guess they they love the Crown. You know. I know Anna B. You're a Crown fan. I love the Crown. Is Crown deserving over Ozark, Better Call Saul, Bridgerton, and Lovecraft Country is the best. No. Oh, so this is the act. So this is strictly acting. I haven't seen I haven't seen Ozark yet, but I know everybody tells me to, I, I should really watch it because it would be my type of show. Um, but yeah, I, I realize the Crown probably has excellent acting. It's amazing. They are all amazing. Okay, so certainly deserving of the award. Yes. <laughs> Shit's Creek won for best comedy, best um, performance by the ensemble cast. I comedy. love Shit's Creek too. Yeah. Um, Mark Ruffalo won um, best actor in a limited series or television movie for I Know This Much Is True. Anya Taylor Joy uh, won for best actress in a, in a limited series or TV movie uh, for The Queen's Gambit. Fantastic, fantastic series. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was really good. I have not seen great. it. Yeah. You gotta see it. And but Ozark did have a winner in Jason Bateman for best actor in a male, uh, uh, best male actor in a drama series. So, okay, cool. um, I think Jason Bateman's an excellent actor. I I would probably would have given it to um, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Better call Saul. Even though I I don't, you know. I don't watch the show regularly. I am familiar with acting and I did watch an episode just to see, just, just to kind of get a glimpse of, of his character. And I, I just think he's excellent. Um, he, he definitely is. Yeah. Jillian Anderson won for best female actress for the crown in the drama series. And Jason Sudeikis won for best male actor in a comedy series. Catherine Hara. Um, best Actress in a Comedy Series for Schitt's Creek. And for Stunt Ensemble, Wonder Woman 1984, which was my vote. Um, I worked on the film a little bit, so why not vote for them? And The Mandalorian wins for Best Stunt Ensemble in a Comedy or Drama Series. So, um, yeah, you can't beat the stunts that we saw in The Mandalorian. No. I mean, just second and none. No. It was amazing. Um, loved it. Loved it. Loved it so much. So, um, and um, you know, just a couple cancel culture things. So, like, um, we now know what's going on with Ray Fisher and Justice League. Interestingly enough, as you notice uh, in the Zack Snyder cut, there's no mention of the booyah in the Snyder cut, which gave it more of a comedic relief or whatever. But apparently Ray Fisher did not like saying booyah. <laughs> so that was actually a big deal for him. Yeah. Um, he said um, basically some of it would be offensive to the black community. Basically what he was saying. Um, um, and, and it was a lot more. I mean, it was a lot more. I mean, um, it was just the way that Joss would talk to people on set, you know, the, the way would he would belittle people or talk down to people. And one of them was actually Gal Gadot, who talks down to Wonder Woman on set. I mean, apparently <laughs> Joss was was very just, just I don't know, was just really he's rude. Like a dick. Yeah, he's not like a dick. Yeah, I mean, it just this is crazy. I mean, this is all coming out now. Um, so apparently 
Josh pushed Gal Gadot to record lines that she didn't like and threatened to harm her career. All right. Disparaged Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman. That's another thing. Um, did, he, apparent, did he disparage her writing? Um, I guess he did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that's a, understandable then. Well, as a director, right. yeah. He just, her writing, not her directing. Apparently also clashed with Jeremy Irons. Who played um Alfred. Alfred, thank you. Yeah. Um That's so crazy. I mean so, Josh, so it's not like a it's not like a racist thing or a sexist thing or whatever. He's just a dick to everybody. He's just yeah. abusive like, abusive yeah. behavior, but I mean it was basically oh so there's another situation here. Um when um Ray Fisher arrived on set, Whedon stretched out his arms and said a line from Hamlet in a mocking tone. Speak the speech, I pray you, as I pronounced it to you. And Fisher replied, Josh, don't, I'm not in the mood. As he left set, Whedon called out, nice work, Ray. I guess that's more uh, sarcasm, I guess. Um, so basically just being a big dick on set, you know. Um, but, you know, I mean, just, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, so I guess we have we know because at first it wasn't revealed, you know, what exactly went down, you know, even though they did their investigation, you know. But um, you know, I think Zack Snyder's cut was very well received. Yeah. Anna B. General, yeah, definitely implore you guys to watch it. It's uh, yeah, very very well, um very well done in four hours. Very well done. Watch it. Think of it as two movies. Watch the first half and then take a break and then watch. I'm surprised the General hasn't watched it yet. I'm shocked, General. Yeah. Well, I meant to. Like I said, I, I don't yeah. have access to HBO Max. That'll probably change within the next week or so. But Chachi, yeah. um, you sent me this that Fandy Newton uh, wants to change her name to her birth name, Fandiwi Newton. Okay, so apparently they're getting all her credits re redone for all her projects. Um, she wanted to take a real name back because she was actually pressured by Hollywood to use Thandy. Um, and uh, maybe because it wasn't as ethnic a name, maybe. I don't know. but um, Maybe it's easier to pronounce. That's a thing. Sometimes it's yeah. just easier to pronounce. I mean, sometimes you want to embrace a name that is just really easy to pronounce. Like like the one actress from the... the Maya Wachakowski, like that really long name, like yeah, yeah. she could have went by, um, you know, a, a shorter, like you know, simpler pronunciation of a name, um, and you know, maybe no one would have batted an eye or whatever. But I guess she feels that you know, um, she's she's been faced with sexual harassment and racism in Hollywood, and she wants to fully assert herself. Yeah, she's making a big deal about it, um, mm. about changing her name back. But, I mean, it's like a, a large chunk of Hollywood has changed their names, especially, like, starting off their career. Um, you know, even musical artists. I mean, look at look at John Mellencamp had his name to John Cougar and then changed it to John Cougar Mellencamp and then now John Mellencamp. I mean, right. a ton of different bands change their names to make them easier to pronounce or different spellings yeah, to make them easier and that's, to spell. There's no political I mean, undertones to it, no, right? Just no, all she, about... She's making a big deal to get into the news for it. Because if you're in if you're in show business, you should have a name that clicks, you know that that, yeah. that resonates, 
And I th- I don't think you should tie politics into it. I agree. I agree, sir. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so many. I mean, well-known actors have changed their names to make it easier for people. Yep. And of course, um, the city of Georgia is still under heat because of their um, restricted measure of voting. The um, MLB announced that they're moving the annual All-Star Game out of Georgia. So uh, movies are moving out. The All-Star Game's moving out of Georgia. I heard, so. I heard they're moving it to a, st- a state that has um, voter ID laws, <laughs> which is funny enough. Okay, that's that's. Where are they moving it to? They're moving it to Colorado to Denver. Okay. And uh, that's. Uh, I mean, yes, they do have voter ID laws, but it's a it's a completely false comparison to say that the Georgia's law is like Den is like Colorado's voting laws. But we won't get into that because we're. Yeah. We're an entertainment podcast. Yeah. And uh, it wouldn't be entertainment without talking about WrestleMania, guys. Uh, the final segment of the show. Of course, WrestleMania has been near and dear to my heart as a wrestling fan, WWE fan, for many years. Two nights this year, just like last year. And they're actually going to have fans in attendance at the Tampa Bay Bucks Stadium. So that's great. Um, as you know. Is it, is it partial capacity or what? It's going to be, I believe, 25% capacity. For, and for a stadium, that's still a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. That's still a lot of people. And, of course, uh, you have to buy tickets in pods. So I think the, they're they're sectioning off, you know, the, some distance between um, rows of seats, you know, that you could purchase. So I think they did this something very similar with the Super Bowl when it was at Tampa. So um, the Hall of Fame ceremony was uh, – Tuesday night, and we saw William Shatner uh, being inducted into the celebrity wing. Can you believe the Hall of Fame? 90? William Shatner. 90 years old. Um, 90. Um, but inducted into the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame, which is pretty cool. Um, so this is the 20. So they did two years of inductions. The 2020 class, which didn't get a ceremony last year because of the pandemic, so they combined into one big special. Joining William Shatner, of course, uh, includes JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield, the Bella Twins, Jushin Thunder Liger, um, and posthumously, the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith. And Harry Smith um, accepted the award on, on, of course, the family's behalf. I'm surprised it's been this long since um, the British Bulldog um, has been inducted. Yes, it's about time, right? Yeah. And, of course, the NWO as a group. Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Sean Waltman, um, and probably one of the more entertaining speeches because Hulk alluded to an appearance at WrestleMania, um, and makes you, you know, for your old school fans that want to see the NWO again, make sure you watch WrestleMania. They might get, they might get in that ring. You never know, guys. So that's the four members that are inducted for NWO. The four members, yeah. That, those are the four deserving members, you know. Well, it seems weird because it's like um. Who is who is Sean Waltman? Who's he? Sean known? Waltman was known as X Pac. Oh, gotcha. WWE, okay, gotcha. and then known as Six yeah. Pac in WCW. Yeah, I remember him now. I didn't yeah. know his real name. That was new to me. Yeah. Who was the fourth and fifth member in that? Um, because um, he was the sixth member of NWO. I mean, they they've had several members like, throughout DiBiase, the years. DiBiase. Oh, I know. Wasn't Sting at one point NWO, and then the, yeah, but I mean, yeah, but, like, but, but I think when you remember him, the NWO, because he was the sixth member of the NWO, so there was, you know, the three original, and then there was two I other members one, before okay, them. I think one of them was um, Stephen Michael, um, and then 
Dude, Mike Scott. He was in the Horseman, right? He was also in the Horseman. Was oh, you know what? I'm confusing factions. You're right. We'll have we're, to look that. We have to look that one up because I, I, I mean, but they they're the four. They I mean they're the four most deserving members of the group. I don't, I, I don't think I mean Xbox should be in there. I think they're just having him in there because of um yeah. because he's a WWE guy because I don't know. I, I guess. I guess because he was one of the ones that jumped over at, at the time, so maybe that's why they're including him. Yeah. He wants to jump over, so that, that's probably why. Um, probably. But yeah, there's. I mean, there's was a time where half the whole federation was in W.O. Yeah, way too like, big a faction. You know, like so many people. You know, like you know, I just watched the documentary on um, on Peacock. Like, there's people that forgot that were even on in it. Exactly. I thought it was a little too, a little over the top sometimes with yeah. so many members, but um, also Titus O'Neil received the Warrior Award as part of the 2020 class. So that's a 2020 class, and they also did the 2021 class in the same special for the Celebrity Wing. Ozzy Osbourne, can you believe it? Um, I think he only made one or two appearances in the WWE overall, but yet it's still deserving. Yeah, uh, Vince, uh, Vince gets him in the Hall of Fame just to make noise. Yeah, that's okay. Um, William Shatner, okay. like I mean, he never had any kind of really big angles in WWE to be. Yeah, and neither did Ozzy. I mean, Ozzy yeah, was. Neither have. Neither have. Ozzy accompanied the British Bulldogs and Captain Lou Albano as the Bulldogs challenged Beefcake and Valentine for the tag titles at WrestleMania two. Uh, and then he performed, um, I think, at one SmackDown, and he was host of Raw for one episode. So I mean, he had a few. Um, memorable moments, but um, but the rest of the 2021 class includes Rob Van Dam, the eh. ECW original, um, the Great Kali, Molly eh. Holly, Kane. Kane's very well deserving, of course. Definitely, definitely. And last but not least, Eric Bischoff, who actually he's kind of a member a member of the NWO, isn't he? Yeah, he was. Um... He I mean, was he one was, of the original members. Like yeah. he is right after he got um, Jackknife powerbombed at the Baltimore Arena for That's the Fred right. Bash. Yep. Which I was there. Yes. Yes. I think I was there too. I think yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was a great event. And then for the Warrior Award for 2021 was Rich Herring. He's a longtime employee of the WWE. Um, apparently, he's kind of like. Um, He's a senior vice president of government relations and risk management. And he's been um, employed with the WWE for 50 years. 50 years, wow. Vince McMahon Sr. That's That's pretty cool. Yeah, so he's been with the company for 15 years. For 50 years? That's insane. Wow. Well, you can check out the special. It's pretty cool. It's, you know, so many inductees and one. It was pre-taped and... There's no people inducting them. It's just kind of like the current superstars talking about the inductees and stuff. So. Oh, so they're gonna actually have a real event? They, no, it was a real event. It aired uh, last night, actually. You can actually catch it on Peacock. But then why? Okay. Oh, so it's not gonna be WrestleMania weekend. Well, they. It's. Well, norm, normally it's live before WrestleMania, right? Yeah, but like, usually. Or, okay. But there's a reason for that, as you know, the entire week. Um, starting with Raw this past Monday is all related to WrestleMania and building up to it. Okay. Monday we had WrestleMania. Oh, sorry, Monday we had Raw. Tuesday with the Hall of Fame, 
NXT TakeOvers two nights, Wednesday and Thursday. Friday is WrestleMania SmackDown, which is going to feature the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and the SmackDown Tag Team titles. So they moved the, the Battle Royal from WrestleMania to SmackDown on Friday. And then, of course, you're going to get WrestleMania. That's right, guys. Two nights, Saturday and Sunday. Um, I mean, the card looks great, man. I'm digging it, man. Um, first of all, Hulk Hogan will be hosting WrestleMania along with Titus O'Neil. Um, we're also going to get um, America the Beautiful sung by BB Rexa. So that should be cool. Uh, we're going to see, of course, the WWE title, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Um, the SmackDown's women title, Sasha Banks defense against Bianca Belair. And Sasha Banks, as you know, is in The Mandalorian. Gotta love that tie-in. Omos and AJ Styles versus The New Day for the Raw Tag Team titles. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. And uh, the number one contenders tag team Tormo match will take place with the winner facing Shayna Baszler and um, Nia Jax on night two. And they changed the um, the uh, Miz Bad Bunny match. So Grammy winner Bad Bunny is wrestling a match, right? Versus the Miz initially. Now it's going to be a tag team match. The Miz and John Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Um, and it's, I think they originally wanted the tag team match, but I believe Damien Priest, uh, was going through some minor injuries. So he was well, it sounds like, um, bad bunny wasn't progressing well enough with the, um, learning wrestling, right? That could be it too, but be you, a know, train wreck. <laughs> I, you know, he's, he showed his athleticism in the Royal Rumble on Monday. So on, on, I'm sorry. He's shown his athleticism in the Royal Rumble when that aired, okay. um, but um, are you a Bad Bunny fan, Anabi? Yeah, I like him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a super fan of him, but yeah. yeah. Like Representing yeah. the Latinos, you know, of course. Um, he's, uh, he's. I mean, I'm. He, he's come a long way. I mean, I got to admit, I mean, he's a Grammy winner now. Definitely, I think it's cool that he wants to wrestle for WWE. You know, I don't think it's going to be a full-time gig for him, but. I mean, he I doesn't need it. That's what I'm kind of. He doesn't certainly right? need it. Yeah, he's 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 a millionaire. He actually, they had an angle <laughs> on Raw Monday where John Morrison and Miz uh, vandalize his like two million dollar uh, vehicle, um, <laughs> which was crazy. I can't remember the the make and model of it, but uh, it escapes me right now. Is it a two so, million dollar vehicle? Two million dollars. Jeez. Can you believe that? Where would you park that at? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, house okay i get it but a car what the fuck really like somebody somebody dings it that's like eighty thousand right there exactly yeah. exactly and of course cesaro versus uh seth rollins also on the card for night one and then night two how much are yep. floor mats in the two million dollar vehicle right <laughs> right triple threat for the wwe universal title daniel bryan Edge, Roman Reigns in a triple threat match. We'll get Rhea Ripley versus Asuka for the Raw Women's title. Intercontinental title and anything goes, no limits, no rules. Big E versus Apollo Crews. The U.S. title, Riddle versus Sheamus. 
And then the women's tag team titles, which is the winner of the turmoil match from the first night versus Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Randy Orton versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt with Alexa Bliss. And also Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. And Logan Paul will be Sami's guest. So that yeah. is... Uh, that's weird. That's the WrestleMania <laughs> card, uh, two-night card. Everyone can see it now. It's on Peacock, you know? Because if you have cable, you get Peacock for free. If you don't yeah. have cable, it's only $5 a month. Um but uh, something, uh, you know. Yeah, it's it's free for me. Uh, I'm looking looking forward to skipping it. You're gonna watch WrestleMania. You're not gonna watch it. You want to see what the NWO does, right? Nah. You gonna pass? I'll pass it. Got it. Um, a couple of rest. It's gonna be pieces. something corny. It's gonna be like some kind of comedy thing. So. Um, yeah, I get so, it. So, not like they're gonna come and attack anybody. Yeah. All right, it's getting late. So uh, rest in peace to the following: uh, Gloria Henry, best known. For Playing Alice Mitchell on uh, the Dennis the Menace sitcom, passed away at the age of ninety-eight. Yeah, I was I was shocked that she was still alive. Yeah, ninety-eight, but good and good for her. Yeah, long life. Paul Ritter from um, Chernobyl and Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. He's a British actor. Passed away at the age of fifty-four. Wow, he was suffering from a brain tumor. Uh, Mark Elliott, renowned, renowned renowned voiceover artist for Disney movie trailers from the 70s all the way to the early 2000s. Passed away at the age of 81. Oh. Actress Amy Johnston, who played the girlfriend of Gary Busey's character in the Buddy Holly story. Passed away at the age of 66. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah. Um, CNN and M- MSNBC legal analyst Midwin Charles had passed away at the age of 47. No cause of death. A very grim and sad story. An Emmy-winning set designer was missing since September. Known for hoarding. Had been found this month. Imagine being alone, no one checking on her from September to March. Oh my God. Or April. That's insane. So she was in the, in her house? Yeah, she was in her kitchen. She lives by herself. Oh. She, uh, sister hired a cleaning crew to clean the house. Um, and uh, she was buried under trash. Oh, God. She That's was known horrible. for hoarding. Hurricane. Missing since September. Finally getting checked on. That's horrible. That, that's sad. That's ironic, too. Yeah, very ironic. And Linda Torres, known as Angela's friend on the VH1 reality series, Big Ange, passed away at the age of 67 due to COVID-19. So, again, COVID-19 is still a threat. Get vaccinated if you can. Stay safe. Keep others safe. Um, let's 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 uh, see the light at the end of the tunnel, man. Let's get let's get back to normal, guys. This is this is the this is. I mean, summer's coming. I mean, we're in spring now, but you know, let, let's get let's get some sense of normalcy, man. <laughs> and uh, we celebrate life, of course. Francis Ford Coppola, 83 today. Jackie Chan at 67. Russell Crowe, happy birthday, Russell, 57. Bill Bellamy, 56. Um, and I uh, really haven't heard of the, any of the other actors here. Uh, so, yeah, that's birthday today. Short list today. <laughs> happy birthday to Mama Chachi. And yes. Uh, yes. yes. 
Tasha <laughs> McFly's yeah. mama. Happy birthday, Mama, mama McFly. McFly. <laughs> Happy birthday. I do want to say, Al, that like, let's go back to normal, but let's continue working from home, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Please. You know, one day they're gonna they're gonna come calling us back in the office one day, but um, but general, you you've, you've never had you enough to, for you to be on the show. That you don't need a day job. Anna. Oh, oh Anna, we we pay we pay her enough that she doesn't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't need a day job. <laughs> my job is just my side hustle. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That I love sense. it. I love it. Well, that's it for tonight's Below the Belt show, guys. I'd like to thank, of course, uh, the panel. Um, of course, Ashley Novak, um, conspicuous by her absence. Um, yeah. Interestingly enough, something very, uh, very similar exit from the last time she was on the show. But nonetheless, Ashley, thanks for joining us on BTB. Definitely. He likes those Irish goodbyes. Is that what? Is that what Whoa, they call? Wait a minute. A... Wait a minute. Come on, man. Oh, you. Oh, you. Okay. What kind of racist shit is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so offended right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, let's thank, of course, our special guest actor Sean Persaud, who plays Tommy in the Netflix film Mank, which is nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Guys, check it out on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Great interview by Sean. Yeah, he did a good job. And of course, the amazing panel. Of course, the wonderful and talented, the beautiful Anna B. Oh, okay. Oh, Anna B. (laughs) You can now stand and uh, bow for us if you want. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sit right there. I get it. (laughs) Chacha's getting her to stand earlier. (laughs) See her. Okay. I I get it. I get it. Oh, gosh. Now he's rubbing up on me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now you're rubbing up on me because I said. (laughs) I'm I'm over here. Um, that's right, Chachi McFly, the king of the 80s. Hey. And why, why general last? Oh, <laughs> uh, because. No, that's fine. I don't know. All right. Mike the General Zod, the person. I struck a nerve there. <laughs> you to, are you in the best, for, say best for last mode? Exactly. <laughs> the fan Very favorite. True. Mike. The General Zod. Yes. Thanks Good for to have you uh, back, General. It is always great to be back. And, uh, General, would you like to choose the cool cut the end of night show? Oh wow, yeah. cool cut too. A cool uh, cut. Usually the cool cuts a little more contemporary than the classic. Yeah. Are we are are we sticking with like a specific theme? Like you, a, can, a, you can throw in whatever you want this week because I can't actually think of one right now. I didn't have one. Oh before. man, man, man! This is uh, putting me on the spot here. Um, Something from the oh, 1800s. Okay, here's a song for you. I I gotta remember the right because it's got to be something contemporary. Um, well, it doesn't have to be. It can still be old school, but. Uh, Song by the band called by a band called Idols I D L E S. Okay. And I think it's called Barons. Okay, you might want to get the title right. Before. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, like, it's it's a cool ass song. I just can't remember the name of the song. How, <laughs> but, did, how did you pick something a little more universally known for this for this go well, around? It's, <laughs> it's it's a really fucking cool song though. It's, okay. <laughs> Well, you gotta get the song right first. Yes, yeah, so we don't know the name. Uh, it's it's off their most recent album. Give me a second, and I'll get it. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you did put him on the spot, though. I did put you on the spot. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, it's called Grounds. Grounds. G-R-O-U-N-D-S. Okay. Um, why Grounds? Is there any uh, any tie-in? Or is this a song that you're listening to on the way to work? Or, or wherever you're driving? I don't know. I heard it for the first time, like, about a month ago. And I thought it was I thought it was a really... It's a really cool sound. They have this, like, really cool, like, post-hardcore sound. And... Um, so, I mean, they don't, it's a, if you'd, uh, if you, if you get the chance to listen to, I mean, they're like, uh, <clears throat> I guess they've, uh, they've, uh, they're like this British band that, um, they're not so obscure that I'm not going to be able to find this track. Am I? No, you'll be able to find it. Okay, I can, good. I can see why him and Flex were friends. Yeah. <laughs> scare shit out of their hat. All right, guys. Well, this right. is the uh, the idols <laughs> rounds closing out tonight's uh, below the belt show. The cool you definitely won't get flagged for this song <laughs> for copyright. Will we? Al? <laughs> no, no, we don't want that to happen. Well, we won't with this song. All right. Um, next week we have um, a guest slash guest co-host. We had her on before, but she's become a viral sensation, an Instagram sensation. Amy LaJoie will be back. She was amazing last time, and we're going to have her back next week. So I'm excited to have Amy LaJoie back um, on next week's episodes of, BT- of BTB, guys. So on behalf of the entire panel, we will see you guys next week. Until then. Peace. <laughs> you will not catch me staring at the sun. Not sucking on a dumb dumb, not turning round to run. No hallelujahs and no kingdom comes. So you will not catch me staring at the sun. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, 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 bye.